Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the old dropped frame. Sorry for being a little bit late. I had some green screens, a new room or two to add into the mix. Co, you're at the new house. Are you there? Good. Are you? Yeah. Are you is this a transitional period still? What's the? What's going on? Transitional. Okay. Uh, it's still kind of butt during the day. Um. So I mean, internet-wise, I assume. Guy, yeah, the spectrum guy. Oh well. Yeah. Speak that. of the devil. Um, <laughs> speak of the devil. Yes, the Spectrum guy is supposed to be back today between like three and four. So we'll figure that out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going okay. Uh, the moving stuff is going great. The renovations and stuff are definitely uh, slowly moving along. And then hopefully by this time next month, famous last words, I should have fiber. So at that point, I will actually be able to move into the house officially. This is my house right now, but it, it is not yet my home until I have fiber. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I am uh, hopefully hopefully going to be getting that. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Dan, what about you? I guess this is house talk uh, featuring drop frames. Yeah. How's your house going? It's looking like my house will be finished being built next month. So I'll be oh. able to move in very soon after that. It's a race to see who finishes first. Yeah, it's, it's going, going to be my, I don't my first house you, ever. But... Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats on that. That's That's awesome uh have you been over there and like looked at the progress or are you waiting for like a full yeah i've been over like two times every week just to see what's done what's done what's done oh you you're know, over every, there a lot like, I, okay. i'm excited you know it's close enough i can just go drive over there and see what they've done and what I haven't done yet yeah yeah cool stuff uh what about your now, when you say I, right, when you say your house is being built dan <laughs> yes did you like did you design it yourself and all that stuff? i found it that one that was like halfway being halfway built that no one had like hasn't hadn't been on the market yet so i was only able to customize like the last little bits like fixtures and lights and stuff and cabinets but mm -hmm. but the base of the house was already designed and i loved the design so it was okay yeah. that's cool. good yeah it's always Very fun when you cool. get to add a little bit of uh, your own touch to to things because that's not oh yeah usually have to do that after you buy the house right that's when you start True. the renovation yeah process, which i think co is currently experiencing right now yeah, that is what I am currently experiencing. I'm like seven different fronts here. How are you liking all the uh, construction shortage of materials, Co? You enjoying that aspect of it? COVID's really making that fun. Our house, uh, yeah. our, our kitchen has taken Super. nine months to finish. It's great. Yep. <laughs> You're st still not done. It started. I ordered a rug. It won't be here until next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out wood's hard to find. Who knew? Who knew it's, uh, you know, lumber's, uh, there's a shortage of it. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Zeke, you doing any house renovations? Any any big moves on the house front? It's it's funny that you ask because uh -oh. uh, that sounds like a project um, that started. <laughs> well, I mean, not a project, but like, um, yeah. <laughs> Scott said you don't want to be a part of, or don't you want to be a part of this homeowning conversation? Uh, I I actually uh, the house I've been renting, um, they offered. Uh, they said you could buy it if you want and i said okay nice so we're uh we just like that's that's all that's been said so far like we haven't had an appraiser or anything like that like oh it's <laughs> it's cozy yeah there's okay. a dog yeah we haven't had the appraisal made or anything like that it's just i kind of i was just like i agree i will buy this like okay we will sell it to you all yeah. right this is a lot easier than you know going through the market and stuff when you have someone you know <laughs> you know that owns the place that you 
you know, been living in. Absolutely. Plus, it's a great time, right? Like this is when you want to yeah. buy a house right now. Mm-hmm. So we get the-, the housing market right now is insane. Like if you're not ready to buy instantly when you walk into the house, like there's you have almost no chance of getting it. They are going so fast everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nigh impossible to get a house. Uh, we we <laughs> had to do a full price offer on our house the day it was on the market. And we were pretty much told, like, if you had not done that, then that you would not have gotten the house. Yeah. Yeah. No haggling, though. At least it was one and done, right? You put in the offer and they said, yeah. 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 We got really lucky. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But, I mean, we're hearing, like, the same agent that we use is, like, what's generally happening, what's mostly happening is... People are putting in offers and then we got lucky because we put in an offer and they didn't have to do this, but the people that owned the the house that we bought immediately accepted our offer. And that was on the first day. But my agent said, what's mostly happening these days is houses will get toured on the first day. People will put in offers. And then the people with, that own the house that is getting sold is like, okay, let's just, you know, sit on this for a week or two. And then oh, what happens yeah. is every person that comes in is just told, oh, there's already an offer on this house. And then all of a sudden it's just doom, 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 doom. And then the course of the week, it just goes up and up and up. And she said, how's it going for like 20 to 50% over there asking? Um, just because basically everyone took a, uh, a year off moving. And yeah. now not only are you dealing with the people that want to move, but you're dealing with the people that have to move due to jobs and things like that. So the biggest bit of advice is do not buy a house that is inflated in price right now. Don't do it because in another year from now, that price is going to go right back down <laughs> another year or two. So yeah, do not, do not be one of those people is not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, if you can help it, of course, some people like, can't, some right? People can't. <clears throat> it's true. Yeah. That's a true statement. So yeah. how yeah, many does this make of- for you, Co? Like how many houses? How many, what, what did he how many houses? Have you like, have you owned? Have I owned? Um, yeah. This is going to be our, this is our third house right now okay. yeah, that we've actually okay. like bought. Yeah. Uh, we've rented a bunch of houses, rented many more than we've, we've actually bought, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're no, yeah, I was just asking, hopefully Dan last- and I, this is our, this will be our first one. Like, and it feels very strange. I never, I thought I'd rent for the rest of my life, honestly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That feeling doesn't go away. <laughs> of it being weird. Eh, it's nice though. You yeah, can just put it, holes it, in walls and be like, that's my wall. Damn it. <laughs> that is very strange there's a nice thing about that <laughs> i got a uh um uh what are the, the a pole saw pole chainsaw okay just a little just a little battery powered one to like you know trim stuff yeah, yeah and i was sitting there like using it and i went i could just cut a hole in the siding right now and just call, call it call it my hole like i, I can do that that's very true well, you don't own it yet. Like, I would be careful. Don't you don't own it yet. Yeah, dude, wait until after you. Wait until you sign the, the four thousand page, pages of. Uh, yeah, contract. I haven't signed yeah. anything yet, so it's not mine technically yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Good, good call. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. Oh, you get to you get to experience the COVID, uh, the COVID style of signing all those papers, which is generally done over a phone, but sometimes you might mm-hmm. actually get someone to come out to your house. Did you have to go into an office, Co or Dan, to do that? Or did you do it over the phone? Oh, yeah. Okay, you went into yeah. an office. You had to go into an office, and they had, like, the whole mm-hmm. COVID thing going on, and everyone had masks, and, like, we were on different ends of a big table, like, all in the movies. It was kind of kind of fun. Yeah, but yeah. We did... It takes uh, a long time. We did a notary over the phone. Uh, 
And that was a really weird experience because you have to like hold your driver's license up to a camera and then like flip it around <laughs> and then like put a piece of paper up there and show that you signed it to the notary. And it's uh it's a little bit strange, but COVID okay. continues to make things weird and probably will for the foreseeable future. Anyways, we should probably talk about the video games. Not too much uh, news uh, the past two weeks. Uh, Cyberpunk put out a patch. I'm specifically bringing this up because I heard Co had a great rant about it, and I would love for him to <laughs> divulge what the uh, the thoughts were on uh, patch 1.3 that went up yesterday. Nothing new was introduced, right? This is just more bug okay. fixes. Well, uh, a couple things. So, so here here was where where my big issue was. So. I, I read over the patch notes. I, I caught the, the patch went up, I think, when I was streaming, or I didn't have a lot of time to look at it. Yeah. So I looked over it, and I immediately got really excited. Because one of the biggest things I've wanted in Cyberpunk is they have crafted this beautiful world. I actually love just driving around it and listening to the radio. Um, but the problem, the, the fundamental game design issue that they have put in this game is that the only way to properly maneuver this world when you're in a vehicle is by ignoring all the cool parts and all the cool things on the screen and just staring at the minimap. You basically just have to stare at the minimap. Like they should, of course, obviously, have like a, a GPS overlay coming up to a turn and like something flashes in the middle of the screen, like turn I'm coming, you know, like 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 pretty much every other game of this caliber has. Yeah. So when I saw that they were putting in as they say in the in the patches, GPS, I got super excited. I was like, finally, like, this works well. Like, maybe we'll do our playthrough in 1.3. Like, I can't wait to just drive around this world, how it's meant to be experienced. And I didn't have a chance to at the time. But I then later went back and watched the video. They have a little video, a little news clip, a little, oh. little news clip. And I said, oh, okay, let's, let's take a look at this and, and see how it looks, right? I played through it once. And I thought I was trolled because I was looking at it and it had a side-by-side -side comparison and I'm looking in the middle of the screen and I'm like, like, is this a joke? Like, what's going on? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. And then I watch it again. And that's when I look at the mini map and what they have done for their GPS update is that now when you're in your car, the mini map zooms out a little bit more. Oh, you mean, oh. It doesn't change the size of it, though, right? It just makes no. it so you can see around a little bit more. There's no on-screen GPS. There's no, like, reason to continue looking at the middle of the screen. Like, you still have to stare uh -oh. at the mini-map. It's still... And, and, and granted, zooming out the mini-map is good. Like, that's a good fix. But that's, like, 5% of the GPS changes that they should put in this game. Maybe, like, 4%, let's be real. So I mean it's 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 not completely useless the mini map that's good, but at the same time you still have to stare at it whenever you're driving around the city. So it I I got very very frustrated with that, especially for the length of time that it took them to make a change like that. Like we're talking about like eight months now, and yeah. and they actually advertise like GPS is now better with the mini map zooming out. Like I said on stream, like dude, you give like a coder fresh out of college fifteen minutes. And, and point them at the part in your in your code where this happens, and they could have done that. Like this is this is the the smallest change. Like it, it's nothing. It's it's meaningless. Um, at the end of the day, like I was really thinking that we were going to see like a big, cool, working. This is how it should be GPS system, and I was just really, really let down. 
Um, basically, all it does is you, you look at the minimap, and as the player meets X velocity, the minimap zooms out. That's, hmm. the, that's is, basically about it. And apparently, chat's saying it was already a mod. So I like how people are like, yeah, Co, let's talk about, like, you know the code base at all. Think about what's going on in this. <laughs> think about what's going on with that change. Seriously. It's literally a Z value retreating as another value goes up. Like, this isn't market science. I don't even know how to code. And I can tell you, it's not right. It didn't change any of the GPS code. It's still the same old GPS. I mean, this is basic stuff. Um, Someone in my chat oh, saying the mod okay, is actually Somebody's better. Saying, <laughs> the devs mentioned how hard even the minimap improvement was to do because of the old console version limitations. Is that okay. going to be the excuse, well, though? That uh, I don't. If, I don't if there, know. okay. If if there are additional problems to that, they had to overcome that. I would know nothing about. Full disclosure. But my point is, my point is, is that on the surface, let me say that to a layman, non-coder, it seems like an incredibly small, easy thing they did, and it seems like it took a lot of time to do, especially considering when you when you think about how much talent and the size of CDPR. It seems like a small change for how much they gave it. Is that is that better? Does that make more? Not, not to armchair code, but from the surface, it seems very <laughs> tiny. Yeah. How's that? That better? Okay. It's tough. So anyway, it, it begs the um, question: yeah, like, so, how many people yeah, are working on this? One, right? one saving grace. There's one. There's one little saving grace thing here. So I thought that 1.3 was going to be like a, a, a content upgrade. Like I think I speak for a lot of us cyberpunk. I'm going to go ahead and say it, Cyberpunk fans, because the game is decent. It just, again, needed like two more years of development. Yeah. Um, I think I speak for a lot of Cyberpunk fans when I say that we're waiting for the patches that are going to add some of that stuff in that they promised that just didn't make it into the game. And I thought that this was going to be one of those patches, but then they released the patch notes, and it turns out they still had a huge amount of bugs to fix. Uh, 1.3 is not a content patch. It is the second large bug fix patch. And if you look at the patch notes, they are relatively astounding in their length and how much they have fixed. They're clearly doing a lot still on the game and they have not yet started like that. They also said, apparently, um, I didn't I didn't see the cyberpunk thing. I was doing something else at the time. But apparently they said in that that the next patch is supposedly adding some of that content stuff that, that fans are looking for. So hopefully 1.4 won't be another like four plus months. Um, they did take a little bit of time between 1.2 and 1.3. But, you know, I for somebody who was expecting an, at least another two years of development in this game, um, realistically, like, you know, we'll, we'll wait as long as we have to. But I, I very much hope the next patch is kind of like a let's put the best foot forward kind of situation. Yeah. it. We, we had the conversation yesterday with, with my community, like, is this the full strength of, of like, CD Projekt Red? Or is the team already working on oh. something else? Like, what? We know it's not. Yeah. They, the, the CDPR guys actually announced in a shareholder meeting a while back that they've already started the process of parallel development at the company. So they're going to be working on like multiple titles at the same time, which I have to admit is kind of absolutely hilarious because it's like you just spent five years working on one game and this is what happened. And now you're going to advertise that you're going to be doing this in parallel like yeah. what what, are you, what like who is gonna hear that and go oh thank god 
my wallet. Oh, awesome. Well, no, it's like, I mean, why would you spend five years on one game when you can spend 12 years on two? <laughs> the math checks out. I, I don't know, man. I, it, to this day, I'm still so weirdly confused by that, by that announcement they made at that meeting. Cause like, it's it just, I don't know who heard that and just went, that's a great idea. Like investors, good, good calls. And that's CDPR. it. Even, even then though, like think, think if you're, if you put your money into CDPR and then the cyberpunk fiasco happened and then the people that you gave money to turned around and said, yeah, that was an absolute cluster, but <laughs> we're going to have two of those in five years, not just one cluster, two of them. <laughs> and you can give us your money for those two. And it's just like, I, I, I don't understand who at that point takes their checkbook out and starts writing a check. Did, have they ever said if it was a, like, if they made their money back, did that story ever come out? If they made their money back on Cyberpunk or no? I think there was a story saying that they, that it was successful. Okay. In there in, in, I, I think in chat, help me, help me out here. They did. Yeah. I think they had one saying that like they, they did make it all back. Um, but yeah, I think they, even day one they're saying, but then again, like successful. And, and I'm talking about that in, you know, in terms of the developers, Yeah. Um, since obviously that was a huge trade for all of the integrity the company had in the public capacity. Um, but you know, it's, it's monetarily, um, I believe it was successful. Yeah. It, it made a profit, which mm -hmm. is, you know, that's all the investors, investors don't give a shit if the game's good, right? <laughs> they, they just want to return on their money. Uh, which is which is why I think the fact that they're doing dual development, they were probably like, okay, great, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll recoup a little bit more next time around. But I don't know, it's kind of a mess. It is a mess. It's not kind of a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess. I actually was looking through the 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 top the improvements of the one point three patch and going through them and going like, honestly, a lot of them were like, yeah, oh yeah, about time. Like, there's some shit in there like that was super fucking just annoying just like you could get over it but it was like super annoying they fixed some shit that i that i remember going why do they even do it like this it's so stupid oh, yeah. they added some some new sorting features and stuff that were really good like there's again it all the stuff we're seeing now is stuff that should have happened in development like this is all stuff that sure. should have been done before the game came out yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's good they're doing it it's great they're doing it it's just you know by the time they're actually done with it Will there be enough people willing to give it a second chance? It's going to be the big question. Yeah. I'm still looking to see if they did any costume stuff. Like, did you see no. anybody? They like did add some free DLC, but there's no... That's that's a big thing for me, too. When I can Fuck, play man. through Cyberpunk, when I can play through Cyberpunk and look the way I want to look, oh, okay. that's going to be a different game. That mm -hmm. is going to be a different game. When you can play Cyberpunk yeah. and look like the Cyberpunk badass you've always imagined being and still upgrade your gear and be stat like stat okay for your level uh that's gonna be when when the game is actually like oh cool this is this is a game <laughs> oh, yeah. this, this is cool okay you know so like that's that's one of the pillar features i'm waiting for uh, yeah and when they well, do that the, like that's gonna be game changing playing the ascent uh your outfit changes with like what armor what clothes you have right like it does change but mm -hmm. they give you a little bit of of uh, your own touch to it because they keep like the base colors, the secondary color and stuff like that. So it looks like, like I picked fuchsia of course, because that's my style. So like, but every, every piece I got had like, you know, fuchsia main color and whatever I picked, I can't remember what I picked for the, the secondary color. 
but every piece I picked had that same kind of like motif to it. Sure. So it looked like it matched a little bit. Um, and I got to say, like the the armor they picked was was pretty cool in the game, but uh, and it's just it made me it just made me go back to Cyberpunk. Like, man, I had fun playing this game. If they like, you know, did the shit that everybody's been talking about, man, this would be like a game for all time. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I'm still waiting for it. Get there one day. I'm hoping they do with uh, Cyberpunk what they did with the Witcher series, which is at least later down the line, a couple years, an enhanced edition where they go back and they do a massive overhaul of everything and then re-release it with all these things in there. And I hope we get cosmetic slots and like the fixed GPS and all the bug fixes that are that they're doing now. And I hope that that second launch is the game that we were all hoping for. Yeah. It, they definitely missed the mark and took a hit on the reputation for this one. But yeah. I'm praying that Enhanced Edition later down the line is going to be the cyberpunk we all were wanting at launch. We'll see. I mean, better. They would love to charge you more for a, the same game, right? So <laughs> that's the new thing. <laughs> They're probably into that. Has the, has the modding scene, because uh, I, I didn't realize that there was that big of a modding scene for it, but have they done anything significant in terms of like costumes or... Apparently, this GPS thing was already a mod, so it seems like they kind of took the idea from that. But have you guys looked at any of the mods out there for the game? Are any of them actually worth it? I've been talking a lot, so I think you but might I be the only one that's that checked it out. Uh, unless yeah, Dan, I'm not been... a modder. <clears throat> oh, you just play vanilla. Uh, the... That makes sense. Modders can do a lot of things without mod tools, but I'm not sure if they've released mod tools and if they have how strong they are. Um, for The Witcher, they released very strong tools, and they were able to do very extensive mods that would completely overhaul all the combat system in the game for The Witcher 3. So if they release strong mod tools, the modders will go through and add in all this stuff that uh, they 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 can't do themselves if they have a small team. And right. they could just steal those mods and put it right into the game um, <laughs> by copying whatever they did. And that would save them a lot of dev time. Like if they just released the mod tools, so many things could get fixed really quickly because there's a very passionate fan base out there waiting and ready to mod the game to, to make it the way they want. Just look at Skyrim, how like 10 years later, they're still releasing mods that drastically over all that game because the tools they released were so strong that people were able to mod it extensively for years after. Right, right. Um, Exia in my chat says there's, a... there's 1,900 mods right now on Nexus mods for Cyberpunk. So... There's a fair amount. Who knows how many of those are actually quality? But yeah, what are we gonna say, Z? Has that always been in, like a net gain for the game to have mod tools out? Like just let them let people go crazy. Uh, it depends on the game, I guess, and it depends what yeah. you would classify net gain as. Um, I think Meaning, like, does it does it make like, them yeah. more money? Like oh oh, uh, hard to I I would say that's hard to quantify. If it does fix sure. things and if it does uh, introduce, like I think in the in the case of Skyrim, right? Like people have made, Co uh, was talking about that game last week that was a Skyrim mod that became its own game, right? So that definitely sold. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely sold copies of Skyrim uh, when it was on there, right? Um, it just depends. It depends on, on the game, I, I guess. By the way, a uh, little, little thing, because, you know, it's important for full disclosure. Um, I think you mentioned there's 1,900 cyberpunk mods. Uh, it is important to mention that 1,869 of those are actually nude mods. Oh, I was about mm -hmm. to say, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. You're probably also probably 90% of the Skyrim mods. Uh, Dan, I think <laughs> Dan and I can yep. both speak to 
really how in depth those nude mods. Get. Yes, Schlongs of Skyrim is the most important immersion mod oh, you can have. That's in not a joke. Too. That's actually a mod. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Now, does it I'll just like? Do, do you recommend it? Is it good? <laughs> it, it's very good. It's it's kind of hard to get used to, but you get used to it after a little while. Yeah, it's okay. also just kind of hard. It's kind of like I, I picture it like walking into like, you know, if you if you go to a gym and you walk into the guy's locker room and you're just like, oh, right, I'm going to have to I'm going to see penises now. OK, it's like it just takes some getting used to. Yeah. You know, it's like when you install the mod, you're like, oh, shit, there's dicks everywhere now. OK, OK. Yeah. It's got to adjust. It, the man, the sky. Now, if there was a cyberpunk <laughs> mod like to switch like the head and the crotch. That I would go for, <laughs> or, like the face in the crotch. Sure, that's an easy Everybody one. Just walk around it's like, like an elephant mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Like, like Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what happened to Gonzo. Someone looked at that and said, "What if we switch the the face and the dick?" And they're like, "That's a Muppet." <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> Jim Hansen was yeah, like, "Sign me the fuck up. I'm in." <laughs> We got to make it blue, though. We got to make it a color, like, a, a, it's skin tone, like, nobody, so it doesn't ever look like anybody's penis. Yeah. Okay? But we'll know. We'll know, right? The Blue Man Group got inspiration <laughs> from somewhere, right? That's that's where it all started. <sighs> yeah, so that's Cyberpunk. That's where they're at right now. Uh, and then this is a, I don't even know if this is a story. It's, it's the type of thing for me, this is, uh, I learned this information yesterday uh, when IGN published it. And it kind of just blew my mind that developers can be left in the dark this much. And also that it came across as like, they're not demanding anything. They're not upset, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so yesterday, IGN reported that the Outrider, Outriders dev, and when I say dev, I want to clarify because I was confused until I read the full story. We're talking about people can fly, not a singular dev. We're talking about the developers of the game. People can fly. They say it doesn't know how many, they don't know how many copies of the game have sold and that it has not earned any royalties from the game, which then suggests it hasn't been profitable for publisher Square Enix. Are that like, is I, that's a Rami question. I don't expect you guys to know the answer, but like, isn't that surprising that developers don't know how their game is doing from the publisher? Is that, that seems bizarre Not as hell. they're under the thumb of Square Enix as much as people can fly are. I mean, they're like, a, they're a nearly first party. Like they basically made it just for Square Enix at their behest. Uh, and from what I understand, Square Enix like funded most of it. So it's the kind of thing where I think Square Enix probably sees it as their game. Sure. Um, and it may be an epic situation where they just paid them a large amount of raw funds to develop the game and then kind of said, we're going to run with it and do our own thing. But also we know that Square Enix, remember, I think we talked about it on the show, didn't Square Enix publicly say that that Outriders was a big success and that it... It like, had like, you know... Three and a half million that first week or something, right? Because yeah, it was also on like Game Pass. Yeah, they said at so. one point publicly that, that it had met expectations or something, right? So it, with that being said, um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like... Also, I'll be I'll be blunt. Um, I would not be surprised if Square Enix was a little uh, unhappy with People Can Fly. Um, specifically, I mean, like People Can Fly took something that could have been like pretty cool and kind of drove it into the ground and ruined it. Like Outriders could have been good. It was actually relatively well received in the first few days, and then the giant bug from beta came up, and then People Can Fly tried to fix it and made it worse. And 
and like weeks went by and nothing happened. And then they said, oh, all you people that got your gear raised, we may not be able to give it back. And then it just got like worse, 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 and worse. And Square Enix the whole time was just watching this fire in front of them. Like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> True. Um, so, I mean, they, they basically destroyed the entire franchise. And like nobody that we could have been like talking about being actually excited to hear more about Outriders. And now everyone's like, didn't that game fail? Isn't that like another anthem? Yeah. You know, like it's it's been completely ruined. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of like in cut our losses mode. Yeah, it, it was a, a strange story because like I said, they, the actual co- quote from the uh, executive whose name I will absolutely not butcher, uh, Sebastian something. Uh, w. <laughs> yeah, it starts with a W. Let's just go with Sebastian W. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> just say Shashevsky. There you go. Uh, he says, we don't have any self The figures. new coach? <laughs> have, have you seen his name he has no vowels in there either <laughs> we don't have any sales figures for outriders we estimated at between two and three million units and assumed that this was uh that this was a result that would uh ensure profitability for this project in the first quarter of sales the lack of payment by the publisher probably means that according to square enix that is not the case um he would also go on to state that they are currently working on uh, I'll just read the full quote. He says, working with a publisher has many advantages, but also it's disadvantages. One of them is the low impact of people can fly on sales activities and the incompleteness, or in this case, the lack of data obtained from the publisher in this regard. This is one of the reasons why, apart from working with publishers, we have decided to develop projects whose IP will remain uh, the property of the company or the capital C, so very legal speak, and which will be published by the company. Um, I think he goes on to say that they're currently working with two other publishers as well as one of their own games um, in terms of IP. So they're staying busy, I guess, but it's it, it was just a strange story uh, and a little bit eye-opening to me uh, and maybe naive of me to think that, you know, that there was such communication behind the scenes. Well, to, to a degree, we're all talking com- from a point of complete naivete, because we have no totally. idea what the relationship mm-hmm. is like between people can fly in Square Enix. Um, especially, you know, considering if, I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing where they were told up front that they were never going to be told that information, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. we don't, we have no idea. So it could be totally par for the course and things could be going as normal. And, you know, we're just kind of taking it out of context. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Uh, but those are kind of the two uh, biggest news stories over the past two weeks of course all that blizzard stuff still raging on uh the it's been really weird uh watching not weird but it's interesting to see diablo 2 kind of go into beta and that kind of do well on twitch and and blow up on twitch i think uh skill up had a pretty interesting series of tweets where uh i think like myself he isn't sure how to like cover that game or how to discuss that game right because you you don't want to you don't want to do the thing where you're promoting a, a game in a company who's currently in the state that Activision Blizzard is, but you also don't want to fuck over the actual devs that worked on it who probably, you know, aren't complete awful people. Um, and he kind of put the question out there like, what is what are other content creators doing? How do you do this? I think he settled on the idea of like, he's going to cover it. He's going to play the game. But every time he does, he's going to mention the, you know, absurdity of everything else going on at the company. Um, and I think I generally agree with that um sentiment but i'm also just not super interested in diablo uh 2 resurrected so it, if i don't play it i'm not going to feel like i'm missing out on anything uh at this point it's uh it's really crazy to see them just continue to push on 
with that. But I guess you have to, right? Like you can't, you're not just going to halt all things running at the company um, from a business standpoint to continue with that. Are you into uh, D2 there, Dan? I played the uh, alpha before all this stuff came out. Um, and mm. if you if you played Diablo 2, it's Diablo 2 just prettier and runs like at high frame rate. It's you're really not. There's nothing new. It's just pretty and runs good. So if, if you like me, like I started playing it, I'm like, well, this is just Diablo 2. I love the game, but I played it like so many times that it just got a little old after a while. But yeah. Even with the new pretty graphics on there, it still feels old. Um, but one big controversy there there is that they're taking away the, the direct peer to peer connections That's from right. the game. So uh, After some of the promising mods they would be are, in. Yeah, they promised they would be in. Now some of the mods won't work because they required you to do that on the online. That's right. And that's kind of a and they've been very hush hush about that, but people are not liking that part of it. Right. And a lot of people are staying away because of that. Yeah, they're they're taking away the and land one very unfortunate thing is that it was found buried inside of like an FAQ or something. They didn't make the announcement that it wasn't going to be in that they were going back on it. It just says like at the bottom of a of an FAQ where it's like, you know, will there be TCP? No, unfortunately, due to limitations of blah 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 blah, and it's, they just kind of like put it in there, kind of slide it in, hoping no one will notice after making the big <sighs> public promise. So yeah. Very so what does that mean for someone like who is not like? Like myself, like what was the promise? Oh, and, and oh, oh, you can't. So you have to be TCP IP is is direct connection. So it basically back in the day, it was how you would play a lot of multiplayer games, and that's the only way you would play them is you would actually like get right. someone's IP and you would connect to them, and then you would like do that thing. So it was a big deal when they were bringing back Diablo two that that they were going to bring that functionality back as well. Well, for reasons we don't know, uh, they have since completely gone back on that, and after making a big promise, like oh yeah, of course it'll be in there. Now they kind of slid in there. Actually, no, it's not. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think. The- oh, wait, somebody said TCP IP is gone, but there's still no server required. I don't. I, oh, so that I don't know was- about that. I don't know enough about. I don't know enough about how Diablo two works. I but- I thought the story was all was everything you just said, but also the fact that you had to like make an online connection to play. Have they, have they yeah. clarified otherwise? You could either play direct connection, which is basically like remote landing, like where you're like connecting your computer oh. through someone else's, but it's not as very secure. Like a lot of connections require you to be nowadays, but yeah, um, they want you to only go through Battle.net, which some a lot of some of the mods that for multiplayer don't work with that connection. They only work when you're playing directly with each other. So those type of mods won't be able to work on the remake, and a lot of people are mad about that. And uh, just to be clear, the the person I read in chat actually was agreeing with me that it means no servers required. So that's oh okay. Yeah, everything Dan just said is accurate. 100%. Cool. When you say mods won't be compatible, you're talking about mods for the older game. This game is that what you're saying? They they had promised that all the old mods would work with the modern game, but uh, because okay. of that change, the, some of uh-huh. those mods that require direct connections will not work. Gotcha. Okay. Other ones will work. Okay. You know. I yeah. feel like I'm caught up now. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone else who's dumb like me, you're welcome. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, Zeke's here representing every man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity because the three of us I don't think are the biggest Pokemon fans, so it would generally be a dead conversation. Did you mm-hmm. see this Pokemon Legends trailer from this morning? Have you watched this yet? 
I woke up late, so I didn't get a chance to watch it. But people are apparently freaking out about it, that. It's supposed to be awesome. You want to watch it? Sure. Can we get Let's some live it. reactions here from? Yes. Uh, Let's watch yes. it. <laughs> yes. From Pokemon correspondent Dan S. Sebastian Gaming here with it. Wait, is that what it is? Sebastian? I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the middle name we made up. For I him. remember in the, being in the playground, seventh grade, connecting our little little Game Boy colors together and trading and battling on the po- on the playground while people make fun of us. <laughs> There's my cred. Let's do this. There we go. Can you guys hear it? Ooh. Oh, you guys can't hear it. No. At all. There we go. There we go. Does look beautiful before being on the Switch. That's right. Forgot about that. I can hear the pen against the paper of the Nintendo lawyer DMCA JP right now. Yes, very accurate. Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another YouTube video to uh, claim for the day. We'll collect our 30 cents. Looks super Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no mini game to catch them. It just it just catches them. Oh, here we go. Ooh, no loading screen for battles. I mean, come on, JP. You think you're going to catch a Growlithe without a fight? You're dreaming, pal. I guess. I don't, <laughs> you know more than I do. I don't know that's a Growlithe. Oh, you can fly. Why does that bird have, like, sunglasses it's its plumage, JP. It's how it attracts a mate. God. When you have over a thousand Pokemon, you got to start making stuff up and just doing weird stuff. Got it. Is that a Baidoof? Did I get that correct? Nope. I think so. Oh, my God. I, I pulled that one out of my ass. I think it's... Oh, that's a Stantler. Okay. Stantler. Damn, that bear is pissed off. Yeah. Oh, shit. Someone's about to mean a coffee, man. Oh, I'm blocking. The... There's Pokeballs behind me, chat. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I was digging those drums. That's Dan's face after the trailer. Not actual gameplay footage is what it says. <laughs> oh, okay. The anime. Okay. I was like, what? What was that then? <laughs> All of that was conceptual, high concept stuff. 
There you go. Dan, what do you think? What's your hot takes? January. Yeah, what am I excited about? I that looks cool. Like if you can like there's gonna be Mount Pokemon and Pokemon you can fly with, and there's like open world battles. There's only one thing about it that makes me not super excited and that it is gonna play on the Switch and it's gonna probably not run great. And I wish it was on PC the whole time I'm playing. But it looks like a good Pokemon game. Just I wish there there was a Switch Pro coming out with better graphics. That's all what i'm thinking in my head well it's january we can get back on the copium yeah. train and, and hope they make an announcement of the news <laughs> suck in the copium. hey let's hope <laughs> suck in the copium <laughs> you never know we've got uh, the game awards there could be an announcement gamescom is next week there could be an announcement you never know yeah you never could know. launch it just before you never know yeah yeah uh weird i pokemon continues to like it, I feel like Pokemon games have always been on like one graphic. Uh, like if you think of the current graphic, the state of graphics of video games, Pokemon's always like one step back from that. But it's still like people don't care. Yeah, it still sells. Yeah. <laughs> like they've been on Game Boy most game, of their life. Game so game, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all the uh, people go crazy for the Pokemon. Did you play Pokemon Unite at all? By the way, Dan, did you check that out? Uh, the MOBA. Oh, the MOBA. No, uh, I haven't checked it out, but it looks... Um, my boyfriend, Kevin, plays it all the time, and yeah. he loves it and says it's, like, super fun. It's not and bad. He, I, yeah. I put, it's very unbalanced, but it's super fun. I put, like, two hours into it and, and beat up some uh, supposed 10-year-olds, and then they started beating me up, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to take this, yep. 10-year-olds. Y- you win. <laughs> Close down my Switch. <laughs> is it is it like pretty simplified? Uh, yes. Or, or excuse me, compare, when compared to other MOBAs? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a lot of like uh, mechanics in the game that you know you can play. I think each game takes about ten to fifteen minutes, um, and you know you can be winning for the first like five or ten, at least in some of the lower ranked matches. Who knows? If, I, I don't know if this is in like the higher tier stuff. Um, you can be winning for the first like five or six minutes, and then there is certain mechanics in the map that you can go and like win or take over and just absolutely come back very easily. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of back and forth in, in that regard, I guess. Yeah. There's a few Pokemon people complain about like completely swing the game at the end. And like the first part doesn't matter at all. Yeah. It's, it's not, bad. but, I, but I, it's easy to understand. Like I looked at it and like, I, I get how this works. This makes sense. I could play this and know how to play it. It's like, it doesn't seem very complex. Right. Like they, they look at Smite or League of Legends. I don't know what's happening. I don't know with the items and the going back and forth. But this was very simple. Totally. They they dumbed down the mechanics enough that it's very mm-hmm. approachable for for all. But uh, I think if you want to like really get into it and play at the the hardcore level, you can also do that as well. For the most part. And it's free. You can download it for the Switch. I th- I think it's still in beta. I think it's still ongoing. Oh, it's free. Yeah, it's a free game. Yep. It's a free to play game. So. That's cool. To, to classify. They got some very expensive cosmetics and stuff. That's where they get their money. But yeah. Ah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't even require Nintendo Online. So you don't even have to have a sub to their online thing. Um, and Chad is also t- telling me it's pay to win now. I thought that was. Is it pay to win slash oh. debatable or is it just straight up pay to win? <laughs> or is that. So you're end of the round and it says, would you like to buy your victory? 
<laughs> you hit that button, and then boom, victory screen. Congratulations. You get a Pokemon ball. Uh, yeah, okay. it's one of those things where it's debatable. Although I guess maybe it always is debate that that topic is always debatable. So I don't know. Go check it out for yourself. We're not the we're not Pokemon Unite. Well, uh, my the, the, the difference for me is pay to the difference between pay to win and and not. The biggest difference is can you get all of the stuff that you can pay to get early? Can you get it all just by playing the game? Sure. Right? If it's an mm-hmm. exclusive thing that you have to buy, I, that seems like that's pay to win. Like, pay to speed up is different to me. I don't know. Yeah. Chad is saying, yes, you can get it all. It okay. just takes a very long time. They, they time gate sure. all that stuff, I guess. Yeah. That's nothing new. <laughs> no, absolutely not. As someone My side question is... Who's been deep uh, in the mobile games, that's not new at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Zeke, oh, so p- people think pay to speed up is pay to win. Okay, I mean, it if can that, I, I don't. That's that's. I don't believe that, or I don't agree with that. But I mean, I can see your point. Yeah. Well, no, no. It depends on the context. Like one of the reasons that New World got in such hot water is they had pay to speed up leveling in a game that PvP. features world PvP, and right. it's like in that case, it's like you're literally speeding up the leveling process, and those players will be higher level than the other players. But I mean, that's its whole different can of worms, especially considering the level scaling is apparently super weird and. Higher level players are less powerful than lower level players in some circumstances. So it's <laughs> it's a whole different thing, though. <laughs> anyway, it, it it's contextual. It becomes contextual. Uh, right. But when you start talking about pay to progress, it's it's very much a per game thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, it's just saying, another good example. I understand that, like, it's a it's like you know it's a spectrum or whatever. Like, pay to win has different you know varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, but just I mean, calling it that, it just gives it. Like, it just immediately turns people off. Like, it's pay to win. You're like, oh, fuck it. Not doing it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, but pay then you win. explain a little more and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Th- this is yeah, gray, but acceptable kind of shit. You know, I've been, you know, involved in games like that before. There, and no there are games chat. like. And no one Twitch chat like having any sort of cosmetic or any in-game store automatically is pay to win no matter what's in there. Like, they just, they just <laughs> shot that, you know. Yeah. What were we going to say, Cole? Different topic. Oh, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, like, these days, uh, pay to win generally means that it's, it has to be something you can buy to make you stronger. Like World of Tanks, when it came out, had a special kind of golden ammunition. You could only get it by paying money, and it was stronger than regular ammunition. That is pay to win. Some Korean MMOs are overtly pay to win. One's right now. Like, you can just buy battle potions and things that make your character stronger in the game. So, you know, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a small thing. But it's an important distinction if you're actually talking about it. Yeah. Uh, there's a much larger story uh, that I don't think I have the capacity to cover because I don't know all the facets of it regarding you, you brought up World of Tanks. Uh, their community creators oh. are, uh, they have completely said fuck off and just left that company behind due to some uh, recent changes uh, within the game. So if Both you're at all curious. Yeah, if you're at all curious, definitely don't know check out about the it. story. It's I, I've covered it a little bit, but I don't know enough about it to speak intelligently, and I don't want to misrepresent the story. So, I will simply say, definitely go check it out if you have played World of Tanks or you have any interest in it. Um, as I think some of the biggest content creators for that game have basically said we're done and have just straight up left, um, and and have made very public outcries for leaving. 
So not not so good situation over there. Uh, the last bit of news, well, not necessarily news, 12 minutes comes out this week. The review embargo is up. And from what I read very briefly, it seems very split. Um, people either yeah, really like that I game saw, or really not like that game. I saw your tweet, which had a bunch of really high review scores and was like, cool. And then like literally the next tweet on my timeline was skill up being yep. like, yeah, it was kind of cool, but it got really lame quick. And it's just like, yep. I, I saw the inverse of that. <laughs> I saw Skillup's quote tweeted that. It was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then I saw the reviews and I was like, but wait, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, I will. Yeah. I think we're all going to play game? it regardless. But. 12 minutes. 12 minutes is an FMV game. Features Willem Dafoe. Uh, supposedly it's like a Groundhog Day style. Like it repeats. And this is totally a Zeke game. It's called a Zeke game if you're wondering what the genre yeah. is. And it's, um, and it's, and it's supposedly kind of cool. Like people are saying it's kind of fun. I think it's, a, it's one of those games that's kind of novel. So if you enjoy the novel element of it, it'll probably be a lot more enjoyable to you. But if you've done a bunch of games like it before, then it may seem kind of routine. Yeah. Um, it's not I know FMV. I'm going to be trying it. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, it's not FMV. It's not FMV, no. It's, it's also on Game yeah, it Pass. Just has, it has uh, oh, just a lot of, like, that was totally my fault. Notable voices. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe are the voice cast. Is there another FMV uh, game coming out or something? I don't know. I, I I'm excited it. for it. I'm ready. I, think I like we the all games where you, I like the games where you like you go through and like you get to repeat the same day over and over again, like the Outer Wilds and Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. Those styles are really fun. Yeah. I, some some people and I think some reviewers just aren't really into that kind of thing, and that will like skew a review. Um, this views are very personal. Yeah. I think see. it'll probably be better than some of these reviews are saying. It's. Uh... I'll be honest with you, like the fact that it. I think the most exciting news I can get for a game that I haven't played yet review wise without actually reading the reviews is split mm. i love it when it's like not not like meh but like we loved it we hated it because that must mean there's something memorable in there there's something memorable about it if you really didn't like it or you really really liked it it's got to have some good qualities maybe some bad qualities but like that excites me like if it was just like super good reviews Sometimes it's like it means it's good reviews because it's a game that with no specificity. It's just like good all the way around, you know. I mean, it's rare when I when I really get into a game like that. Sure. Uh, that has good reviews across the board. Um, but if it's split, sometimes I'll I'll be like hating it with everybody else. But a lot of times I'll just be like, "This is I, I get why people hate it, but I." It's not. your jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the open I've had critic games like that. Yeah, I think we all have. The Open Critic uh, is 25 reviews with uh, 78 average right now. 67% recommend it. So. And it yep. is all over the place. I'm seeing a bunch of 8, 9s. Mm -hmm. uh, PC Gamer, I think, is one of the lowest. They gave it a 53 out of 100 for that. Um, let me see if there's any other low ones. Yeah, a bunch of 9s and 10s as well. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, it's out on Game Pass, I think, tomorrow at... 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. Pacific uh, is when that launches. So if you well, got tags, Game Pass, you can check it out. <laughs> the Steam tags, man. Oh, what are the Adventure. Steam tags? Bing, okay. indie. Bing, violent. Bing, sexual content. Bing, bing, bing. Gore. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> it's made for you, Zeke. Yeah. I know. I love all those things all at once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, let's talk games. That's, a, that's enough news for now. Um I've seen both Ko and Dan check this game out. And from the clip slash 
seconds of footage that I've seen. I know you can gamble at a slot machine, but nothing good ever comes out of it. And uh, I know that there's a train and you can kind of swim through the air. So what the hell's Void Train? Dan, we'll start with you. How's how's Void Train going? How are you liking it? What do you think? Uh, Void Train is on the right track to be a great uh, nice. game. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> he's been saving that all day. He's been yeah, saving that all day. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that where you are on like a little little trolley at first, sort of like raft. You're on a little thing. You move on a rails forward, and then you're the basic premise. You gather resources, build up your base, and then your mo your moving base. And then as you um, get more research and stuff unlocked, more things unlock. You can do more stuff. Um, overall, it's still early. There's a lot of like placeholder stuff in the game, like the combat's a little iffy, and there's a little like some parts of the game are you can tell they're not haven't like had a lot of work done on the crypt to others but it's a very good start you'll get good several plus good several hours of gameplay out of it and i think it's like it's like the game raft but it goes even further and goes in a different direction than raft where it's it has more of a story like it's the basic premise is that you are in this void but nazis have been here before you and they are fucking nazis here and you man. have to you have to fight them as well because they are they've been in here and they're bad because they're nazis and you have to shoot them all and and take over their bases and stop them from doing whatever they're doing here you gotta it's a mystery of like what they're why they're in here and you had to get in here by accident and i thought it's really fun it's just it's very early and it's hard to recommend it to people who are impatient about like they don't want to like run out of content or you can't deal with some bugs and stuff um but it's gonna be great i can tell that in the future is gonna be a fantastic game uh it's got so many good ideas already that are already implemented but if you can handle early access games you like you can be a little bit patient with bugs and stuff i think a lot of people have a lot of fun with this one i have a question dan um yes are do, do the do the nazis like do they seem relevant like it couldn't be anything else it had to be nazis um, I'm just curious because it seems like they get thrown in a lot. Like they they, they had to have a, a villain. It's Nazis in lots of games. I don't think there's enough of the story in the game yet to know. Like, I thought why you were like looking Nazis out for Nazis or, or, Nazis or why we're in there. No, 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 no. I'm just. It's, it's, it seems like I, I'm, I I'm just. You were going. I'm, I'm fed like it's zombies. Like I'm fed up with Nazis. Really that zombies. Bad. Nazis, I'm Nazis fed up with all that shit. Overused. They're, they're overused. Yes. Yes. They're overused. It, <laughs> they they literally could have made these like space guys, but like they wanted a villain that was rooted in the real world, um, that came into here during the time period, which is the at the end or during the beginning of World War Two. It was so that was the biggest villain in the world at that time was the Nazis. So they put them in here. But if you move the time period, yeah, they, how about anti vaxxers How about that? Can we yeah. put those in the game? <laughs> right. <laughs> Goddamn anti-vaxxers and their void trains. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, taking over in the future. It's just too far, man. When, when yeah. are they going to stop? Actually, Ooh. no, they probably haven't taken over in the future. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> a little short-lived. Sorry, Dan. No, you're fine. It's, but yeah, it's, it's, a, the not, like, there's not enough of the story in the game yet to know where it's going. So we can't really tell, like, if the Nazis are the best villain in the that they could have put in there or not. Cause okay. there's just not enough story in the games. It's just not done yet, okay. but it Got makes it. sense in the beginning about why you're in there and why the Nazis are in there. But yeah. we, we only have a little enough of background of who your character is and what's happening and stuff. But 
I'm sure over time they will flash out the full story and it'll make more sense. But they just had to have a villain, and that's the villain they went with. Yeah. The, is this like a grappling hook, or is this? Yeah, it's like... a grappling hook. You can grab stuff and pull them into your train. You can also there's another thing that lets you ha- uh, hitch to rocks and like go repel to them. Huh. Um, so you're not like stuck on the train the whole time. You can, there are ways to go away from the train sometimes can you what's the deal with the flying can you just fly anywhere do you have like limited resource of flying like how does that work there's only gravity on the train when you leave the train you're floating like uh in subnautica or in water it's just walk around there's no air so you don't have to worry about breathing um they can just float around but once you get to the to the train you sort of suck back into it and gravity turns back on there is a tether though and you always yeah. have to be tethered to the train. There is no free flying. Oh. Um, and then yeah. later later in the game, you can get the ability to tether onto like other objects. And you can actually put your own tethers down and kind of work your way around. But you always have to be basically anchored to something. Um, mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're going in a straight line between two places, you, you go to the end of your tether, then you fire it at another place, and then, then you can go around that, and you fire it to another place. It's kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Are there... Like, are those enemies? Like, what? What is the? Are you fighting uh, things? The, like, how? What's the fear in this game? Or are you just? Is it a collect thing where you don't really have very much? The 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 uh, there's two villains that I found at least in my playthrough so far. That's the when you're on the train, there's like a shark that flies around and will like harass you sometimes. And if you kill it, it goes away until you get to the what's called the stations, which are in between. You go basically you're on the track to hit a station, and then you go in the station. Then you have a shootout with Nazis, and then you um, go back into the onto the train again. Um, so it's either shooting Nazis with your guns or um, the shark harassing your ship. And also, there's these little like uh, arena modes where you can fight little aliens with your gun, um, hmm. where they send waves of little crawly aliens that shoot fireballs at you and stuff. Okay. As I said, the the combat is still kind of rough, and it need it needs some polished passing and some stuff, but it's. It's it's a cool idea what they have going. Yeah, Co, any uh, differing opinions, thoughts on the game that Dan didn't cover? What do you what do you think about uh, Void Train? Um, I I definitely it's it's it is it's very much raft on rails, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, it's it's uh like basically it's the best way I can say this game is people ask me all the time what is this game? This game is raft plus breath edge. If you ever played a game called Breath Edge, it is essentially Raft plus Breath Edge. It has the funny narrator. It has the humorous story. Um, it's got the kind of you you don't you have a base that moves with you, and the loot kind of comes to you, and you kind of you know do your thing. In Raft, you know you build like radars and stuff and seek out islands. In this game, every region is basically like uh, it's like a stretch of railroad, and then at the end of the region, you get sucked into a depot. And the depots you can like build onto your train. So you can actually add new train tracks. You can put modules on, or excuse me, new train cars. You can extend out train cars. You can put new modules on them, railing. Uh, you can make it like actual cars instead of just, you know, flat beds, um, all sorts of stuff. And there's generally like a bunch of Nazis in those depots that you have to take out first because, you know, Nazis. I, I could just imagine Zeke earlier. Everyone asks why Nazis, but not how are the Nazis. Um, but it's no i was looking through my chat like while i was going like i went back and looked and everybody was like zeke a nazi apologist no that's how i took it cut it out cut out like when he said that i felt my face get a little red i was like wait a minute i gotta clarify this real quick 
No, no, I'm just saying with, with He's saying that Nazis imagination, are zombies. Just an overused as, as, with imagination as your right. only yeah. limit, we can come up with different bad guys. Yeah. You know, but, but um, the Nazis are zombies. We're... Like, <laughs> sure. Like in in Raft, um, I feel I feel like Raft is is def Raft. People kept asking me all the time. Also, like, would you recommend this or Raft? And the short answer is both of them are not done. But Raft is much further along in terms of not only offering what you can do, but bug fixes. And Raft has been under development for years longer. Yeah. Like in Raft, you know, you kind of like go on this journey and then you build your, your little radar and then you find islands. And then eventually you get islands that are like big, unique story islands and you explore those. And that leads you to the next island and stuff like that. This game is like that, except there's no big story islands yet. So it's got all the components of the fun journey, the the like between gameplay, the kind of meta gameplay. But because the game just came out into early access and not even releasing it for a year, we don't yet have any of that. Like Dan was saying, there's none of that story meat yet. It's just kind of like uh, the connective material between what's going to be and, and that kind of thing. It is doing some fun things though. So like for instance, uh, later in the game, slightly spoilery, but it's a gameplay mechanic. So later in the game, um, you can get an item that kind of links to your train and it makes it so the next time you go out into the void, um, you can make it more difficult, but have more benefits. And you can have like three different modifiers, almost like a, a map in Path of Exile. And you can mix and match the modifiers to make it so like there's going to be more loot, but you have to deal with two sharks. Or, you know, there's going to be a um, bunch more of uh, Hades, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. It, it 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 makes it more difficult, but at the same time, it like gives you like you get more metal spawns, you get more bio spawns and stuff like that. So um it's a very cool premise. There's a lot of things in this game that you can tell once the final vision is done is gonna be very cool. And also at the point in, uh, of the game that I'm at, I'm just starting to see like some of the the creativity stuff that they're adding in, like beds and tables and lamps and it, it looks like that they're expecting you to really have a lot of creative building potential in the game, which could just make it even cooler. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of fun. Also, Dan just put down a, a borrowed from Sea of Thieves. There are these little places you can go to off the rails. So you can kind of like um, throw down anchors and anchor yourself to these really weird areas in the void where there are these puzzles. When you solve the puzzles, then you get a chest. You have to pick that up, bring it back to your train, and then finish that area to the next depot, and then you can only open the chests in the depots. Uh, so uh, very, pretty much cool. ripped right out of Sea of Thieves, but it works well. Yeah. Also important to mention, I think me and Dan are both playing solo, but you can play it with four people. So it is it is a multiplayer experience for those that want to play it that way. Does, does the multi, I guess this is a question in the chat, does multiplayer work well? Have you guys seen any reports of it performing poorly or anything like that? Okay. Um, I, I haven't heard any reports at all. <laughs> uh i imagine says multiplayer is not good hard desyncing is uh is what they're saying mm. um which you know i hate to say it but that's pretty common uh for yeah. a lot of games especially this early on uh, i would hope that yeah. they figure that stuff out um it's just so early in development too like that stuff yeah. is yeah. gonna take a while for sure uh i think rami has always said that like getting the internet to to work in video games is very difficult so Hopefully that stuff gets ironed out uh, over the, the course of development. Uh, it's currently 30 bucks. I think it's an Epic Game Store exclusive at the moment, but it, it does have a Steam Store page. Um, so I guess they will eventually yeah, release on gonna, Steam. It, when, the, when the game eventually comes out, it will be out on Steam as well. Okay. Yes. Uh, 30 bucks. Or you can buy it on Epic. And by the way, if you do, if you use the code Dan's Gaming, nice. uh, you can get a little bit of a, I hope it's Dan's Gaming. Is it actually Dan's Gaming? 
Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's spelled E Z K I E L underscore I I I. It's a weird, weird. spelling, just like Shishetsky. Yeah. Okay. It's French. It's French. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Just okay. phonetically spell Shishetsky, and it'll be just fine. Just pop that in there. No problem. Easy. Um, that's J K Y L P X V T. Number the number two L and an at sign for those that are following along at home. Yeah. I stop. I'd... Also, my password. Funny enough. Uh oh. Got to change that quick. Uh, cool. Yeah. That is uh, that is the old Void Train. Uh, what else has been going on? There's actually been a, a decent amount of kind of indie stuff. Uh, and also, I, I guess, uh, Co, would you say Humankind is double A? Where, where do you, where do you, what, what type of game is Humankind? Because we're going to talk about it. It's a game. I know that. I have done a, a I've done a sponsored stream of Humankind. Okay. And, uh, I'm also in the game okay. as an avatar. Um, I have to say, I went into Humankind with expectations, and I left with those expectations being met. Humankind is like Civilization Light or Civilization Arcade. Uh, it is a little bit more kind of like game... This is going to sound kind of weird, but bear with me. Okay. It's a little bit more of like a gameplay-focused Civilization game, where Civ games are much more kind of like simulatory and like trying to give you lots of options that kind of make it feel more realistic. Humankind is is a similar type of game, but I feel like it's made more to cater to the actual gameplay of that game. Um, there's lots of options. You can do lots of different things with your civilization. You can kind of customize the AI to do different things. There's buildings, there's buildings, units, all the, all the normal things you'd find in a 4X game, but they're all kind of like streamlined and adapted just for this rule set to kind of keep pushing you through the ages uh, let you be competitive against the other people, the diplomacy stuff, and, and things of that nature. I only played it for a couple hours, and in the Real couple quick. hours, I felt like I kind of barely scratched the surface. What's up? What is 4X? Uh, 4X games are like big 4X strategy games. So they're, they're okay. games that... Um, I, 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 I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. thing. I want to say it's like Explore, Expand... Chat, help me out here. There's like a... Exterminate like a, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, it's lingo that I... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a genre essentially, a type of game. Um, yeah, explore, I expand, next, I didn't exploit, want to look like exterminate. Hmm. Ah, there, there we go. go. Cool. That's the big thing. So, uh, oh, and, and Hell's Whiskers also says exfoliate those that care about their skin. You have well, to make so sure that's good too. That's the five X game. Important, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a if you like strategy games, I feel like it could be a a good a good game to check out for sure. It's also a day one Game Pass game. So definitely, you know, that would that should be your go-to if you want to see that. Um, but yeah, it looks like there's a lot of options. There's a lot of, like, little RNG random events that can happen. Obviously, everything's, like, randomized on your map. So, you know, caters to multiple playthroughs. And the game even makes it very clear through the tutorials that it has where it's, like, there is a lot to this game. Um, and, and, you know, it will take you multiple playthroughs to kind of get it all down. Just kind of learn the basics and then kind of, you know, let everything else kind of come through from periphery knowledge and... Yeah, it was it was a good game. I'm not a big 4X guy, so I don't know how much more I'm going to play of it, but uh, I, I played it specifically because I knew we had a lot of 4X fans in the community, and I kind of wanted to check it out myself, and it looks fun. It was a good time. Yeah. I know Burke uh, really enjoys it. Um, I think he's playing all Sacro's this week. playing a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any, like, glaring issues that you you see with it or you were bored with or anything like that? Like, because I feel like 4X fans kind of know exactly what they want, and 4X games are exactly what 4X fans want, and it doesn't kind of go outside of that box, if that makes sense, right? Like, it, it's not bringing anyone new into the genre in a lot of ways. Do you think this game does that? 
I will say that I feel like this game is probably a little bit more accessible in a lot of ways because it's it feels to be a bit more simplistic and straightforward. Okay. Um, even though there's a lot of options, it's like those options are not necessarily like vertical; they're more horizontal. If that makes sense. Sure. Um. So in in that regard, I think that as somebody who does not play a lot of 4X games, it seems like a a relatively good kind of introductory style game. Also, the tutorials are really good and have a lot of voice acting, and it does kind of like pretty clearly explain everything's going on as it goes on. But it is a deep game at the same time. Like there, it, there's a lot to the game, no question. Um, but it, it is by no means, uh, there, there's some 4X games I look at and I just am immediately overwhelmed. Like it is so clear that they are taking painstaking efforts to make it like as realistic or, or, or kind of to trick you into that realism. And they really try hard to do that. I don't feel like this game tries to do that. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. For real 4X fans, they may find it a bit too simplistic. But at the same time, for people that are just looking to kind of like play a 4X game and not have to, you know, learn a huge amount to do it, it can be a good thing for them to check out. Are the the game times as lengthy as Civ to go from like start to finish? I don't know. Okay. Yes. I'm not sure. It did seem like there was a lot of options. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah. I I would go with what Dan said then. There are a lot of options in customizing your game as well. So I think you can decide a lot of that. Gotcha. Dan, did you play this as well? Yeah, I played about five hours of it, and I was nowhere near even done with the the playthrough. So it's going to be about as long as Civ, which can take anywhere from five hours to two days, depending on how many players there are on the map, how big the map is, how hard you have it set to. But yeah, it, it it's like Civ enough that people will feel at home if you've played Civ, but it's got a lot of differences too, so that I think... If you're looking for something that's like Civ, but not exactly like Civ, or like Civ with some improved mechanics and some new twists, I think uh, a lot of Civ fans will enjoy this because it's got some cool things in it. Like the very beginning of the game is so much better than Civ. Like where you, you're just like a start as a nomadic tribe and you just walk around looking for food and for science stuff before you can even build your first uh, base. It's so much more interesting than Civ's start and then the beginning stuff. And they have like little things like. Like you see where Co had like it's outlined in blue there. Yeah. Um. When he places his city there, he can play build anywhere in that giant's uh area without having to wait for overturns the the tiles to expand. Oh, like you that's nice. Okay. So you like claim that whole section at once, so you can claim big chunks of the map um, if you prefer to um, rather quickly instead of having to like build lots of cities and wait for them to slowly expand or buy tiles. So those are just little things that are different that. Um, really add up and make it feel different from Civ. Yeah. Is there a Gandhi and will he nuke you? <laughs> no. The well, that's one thing that's weird is like you can change your culture mid playthrough. So you can start as like let's just say like the Babylonians and then later on switch to the Egyptians if you, if it's available, <laughs> if you want. Okay. Like you get up their culture and you get their bonuses and stuff when huh. you switch ages. Okay. Also about nuking, uh, I found out today they gave they gave um, the they put a bunch of streamers in the game and they gave them like passives and stuff like that. <laughs> and I found out today the passive one of my passives is Hawk, which is the minus ten percent production costs on nuclear weaponry. Oh, so, no nuking for Co. I'm gonna blow your ass up, I guess. Um, so if you like, no, nukes, it, oh, oh, it's uh, the inverse. Cost him yeah, less. Yeah, minus ten percent production oh, costs oh, to make okay, nukes. Okay. So. Yes, I will. I will nuke you to inexistence. So it's co nuking you, like. you then, it. not Gandhi. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm taking from that. Yeah. Um, okay. There you go. It's uh, fifty bucks. How do you guys feel about the price? Also, is this on Game Pass? Is this one of those? Yes. It is. Okay. Yes. So fifty dollars or is Game Pass. They went on Game Pass. 
Yeah. Um, with the length of the game, if you can get into it, it will it will most likely be worth your fifty bucks. Mm. Uh, best thing is if you're looking at a fifty dollar game, hopefully you have Game Pass. So I'd say try it on there first and uh, and see if it's your jam. But if it's the kind of thing like Dan was saying, like, you know, a, and somebody in chat said they've been playing 15 hours and they're still on their first game. Dang. So, I mean, the game is definitely big enough to where if you like it, you definitely will be playing multiple times. And if you're talking about like 10 plus hours per run, I'm thinking people will most likely get their value out of this game if they're feeling it. Cool. Dan, you recommend it as well? Yep, I think um, it's... For being as early, usually these forest games start pretty bare bones and over time get patched and adds lots of things into it. This is very good for the start. It's got a lot of stuff. I think it's comparable to Civ 6 when it launched about all the content it had at start. It, and the developers that make Endless Legend, and they ha- they are still to this day patching that game and adding stuff over time. So they're very good developers. So they will be um, patching this over the next several years and making it better and better over time. What is Endless? Why do I know Endless Legends again? What is that game? It's another 4X game. It's mm-hmm. it's one that had that cool like starship on the front, kind of coming towards you. Oh, you know? okay, okay. I, maybe I I don't know if I did a. I don't know why I know that game, but I know that game. Uh, I didn't realize this was the same developers, so makes sense. Cool. That is uh, Humankind Zeke. I was looking for some oh. stuff. Uh oh. That's Endless Space. Oops. Never mind. That's in the space. Apparently, that was a different endless game. <laughs> There's a whole endless series. Whoops! Mm-hmm. It's part of the endless series, legend, space, etc. So I think you were close. Oh wait, it's the same devs. Yeah. Oh okay. Yep. So I mean, it was, it was yep. like a That's shotgun. Their game too. It, yeah. Okay. We're a lot of endless for them. Uh, Zeke, I was looking at what you've been playing outside of the indies, at least mm-hmm. in Sunday. What is? Uh, this is one of those ones where it's a deep breath. What is Shadow of Destiny? Shadow of Destiny. <laughs> also known as Shadow of Memories everywhere else but NA. Okay. Um, it's a uh, game that was released in 2001, I think, 2002. It says copyright 2002, but it could have came out earlier than that. Um, a murder has been committed. Your own. Travel back in time to solve thought-provoking puzzles as you unravel the mystery of your death. See how your actions in the past change your course of change course of events in the future. You have the power to prevent your death, identify your killer, and change your own destiny. Use it wisely. Okay, um, that's basically true. That's basically true. So the game starts with you um, dying. You get like first thing out the gate, you get like stabbed in the back, and you're like, "Whoa, what happened?" And then you get transported to this weird uh, other verse, side side universe or whatever. And uh, this being contacts you and says, "Hey, here's a here's a a, a time tablet. You want to stop yourself from being killed? Yes, of course I do. Okay, so you go back and uh, you figure out how to stop this from happening. Now, this is a recurring theme in the game." Um, <laughs> a stranger giving you, you things randomly? <laughs> no, no, uh, dying. You dying and oh. having to stop that. Um, okay. And it, the funny thing is, the fun thing about it is that it gets more and more convoluted uh, how you have to stop your murder. Like, the first one, it seems, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's like, oh, don't go there. Or, oh, no, I, I think it was like, gather up some people so you're not alone. 
So the guy, so whoever stabs you won't stab you. You're like, oh, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty straightforward. I get that. And then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, you got ran over by a car. What you have to do is you have to go back to the year 1593. You have to get a statue maker to make a statue, or uh, uh, the guy who's planting a tree. You got to convince him to make a statue instead. And then you got to talk to the baker, get a piece of uh, bread, and then you got to take that to this guy. And then the meat, the butcher, you got to give it to the dog so the dog moves out of your way. And then you go like that. And then you go to the year 1900 to do this. And then you go back to the present and you won't be, uh, you won't be killed. And you're like, wow. All right. Um, good things about the game is it's, it's one of those, like, it, it feels a lot like deadly premonition. It's got mm. this weird story. Got, got, uh, like characters, um, very, very unique characters and, uh, uh, dialogue choices and and uh, translations and stuff like that all all the stuff you come to expect from a game that was you know made in japan and then translated and, and localized to english um a lot of fun stuff there um it, it's the camera it, it's a lot like uh, um uh, resident evil it's a very very fixed camera um you if you play it on controller like it was i think it first came out on playstation if i'm not mistaken if you play it on controller, uh, you cannot move the camera. There's no camera rotation. If you play it on the PC, because that's what I got. I got the CD-ROM. Um, they added camera rotation in there. It's like, how would, like, why would anybody play the game without camera rotation? <laughs> what a, like, what, a, like, how uh, annoying it would be to play through the entire game and not Maybe be able to look. Maybe they want that Resident up. Evil feel. Like yeah, that's it's yeah, True. like fixed camera stuff like that. But it's yeah. it's just funky, um, because it, it's Resident Evil. I understand the fixed cameras a lot of times because you're in a like you're in hallways, you're in like rooms of a house and stuff. This one you're like out in the courtyard and stuff, and it seems like a fixed camera, and it's not a fixed camera so to speak. It's always behind you. I think is what it is. The camera's always behind you, so you can't look left or right. I think without moving, you know, I didn't play long enough on controller. I said, let me try it. <laughs> Fuck okay. this. I played for like a minute. I was like, nope. Hey, Zeke, so I just what, what do I see? Why do I see two different time periods on the screen right now? Like what, what's the point of that? Ah, the, the mechanic of the game is the time in the present, ah. which is 2000, 2001 keeps going. No matter where you go, the time in the present keeps going. Oh, so your time, there's so, a timer for all this shit essentially yes oh yes. i hate mm-hmm. that and everybody everybody you talk to depending on who you talk to and how long they talk it's usually a standard amount like you talk to somebody they they tell you something it's 30 seconds it goes 30 seconds gone um sometimes it's like a, a couple of minutes five to ten minutes if it's like a, a plot element or whatever uh i will say i i never really felt like never felt stressed like there was a deadline yeah i didn't feel like i didn't feel That's rushed good. or anything it's uh, more about the choices you make. Rather than picturing it as a count, counting down clock, picture it as segments of time that if you do too many segments, you'll go over the limit, basically. What okay. makes you run out of time before you die is talking to the wrong people too many times. So um, it's like more like a, a resource management instead of a time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, like, if you die, like, I, I went over time, and I went, okay. So, all I got to do is not talk to these people 
talk to them real quick. I'll have enough time to move on to the next phase of the thing. And then I can go back. Because you can, you can usually go back and forth in time to talk to whomever you want. Because like, there's like Easter egg stuff that you... probably It's fun to get. It's fun to get the Easter egg stuff. You don't have to get it to complete it, uh, to complete the game. But it's fun to see the, um, the side shit that you can do. Um, there are also eight endings, I believe. That you can get. Uh, I saw, I want to say, f- in my playthrough, I saw three of them because one of them, or, or the other ones, okay, three of them depend on a choice you make in chapter five, I think, and there's like eight or nine, cha- like eight chapters in an epilogue, so nine chapters. So I would have had to go back and do that choice again and play through the entire game. And I said, no, I'm not good. So I got three endings. And uh, I think I watched a YouTube of a couple of other ones because they're they're worth watching. If you get if you if you ever play this game, which you won't, um, <laughs> if you didn't play it back in the day, you won't play it now because it's it's kind of hard to find. And it's I mean, you know what? Never mind. I won't talk about anything nefarious. Uh, but uh, you can get you can get all the endings. It takes you it takes a couple playthroughs. But I suggest you just watch them. You can just watch them on YouTube. You're not missing much, um, except for the ending. And I watched a few of those, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's some cool stuff. One thing I will say about the storytelling of this game, not until the end or towards the end do you really see, like, oh, shit. They kind of wove it together. And until you see more, like, a couple of multiples of the endings, you're like, oh, that did come back around. Oh, that was a thing that was important. I didn't know. And they'll mention shit. You go, oh, fuck, that makes so much sense. And there's a couple of twists and turns and stuff like that if you uh, take the time to go through all the innings or watch them or whatever. I mean, all in all, not a fucking bad game. It was a lot less less janky and a lot less, um, I don't know, uh, absurd. I was expecting way more absurdity, way more just like what the fuck moments. There weren't that many of them. It was actually just a pretty concise experience. Uh, how, I, I don't remember how long it took me. I'm guessing like a stream and a half. So like eight, eight to 10 hours, something like that to finish a, a playthrough. Zeke, why did you make your character so luscious and long in the leg department? That is a question for the ages, my friend. I don't know. That was the that was a character choice. That was the character. Like I didn't get to create the character. They made him like three quarters legs. Oh god! That you like, pointed, that's one of those things where you just oh can't see it. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, and and you stand next to any other person. Is that a and you have to be though, like seven feet tall? No, you stand Wait, next the, to other character. The other people in the game don't look like that. No, they do not. You are far taller than anybody. I think we're going to talk to See, a like if, here. Yeah, if we're going to talk to a person at some point. You do a lot of that, so I'm hoping like maybe it's coming up soon. But you do a lot of wandering around, too. God, now that you pointed that out, <laughs> yeah. I can't unsee his legs. Like, I, I wish... <laughs> God damn you, Co. <laughs> 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 you can thank chat for that one those are some legs right there 
<laughs> yeah, it's a time travel side effect. That's what happens. Ah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, no, I no. his legs were actually grown. <laughs> no, I know what it is. There's a, there's a hidden, th- uh, uh, an Easter egg info. He's a belter. He's got long bones. He's a belt belt He's got long, long bones, long arms. Not used to Earth gravity. It's true. Great show as well. Great book. Great oh, show. We did it. Yeah, we did it. The Mark plots. That's where you just teleported to. I don't know if we're ever going to find. I I thought thumbnail wise, the the Twitch thumbnail lied to me. Is oh you're in Lebens bomb fifteen hundred. Yes. Very commonplace. You know, good old, good old the Mads bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it has lights. all those those regular like like time travel things where uh like back to the future stuff where you go and talk to a guy in nineteen oh one or whatever and you say like, Hmm, you were just given this manor house by your your you inherited it. Maybe turn it into a library. And then there's a time we have to go back and like Maybe museum is a better choice. So you have to, like, then you go to the future and it's like, you need a book from the library. So you convince them to make a library. You need a painting, look at a painting. So you convince them to make it a museum, an mm. art museum. So that kind of shit. So it has, it has some of those, uh, like, yeah, change the past to get something you need in the future. Sure, sure. Or present. Overall, are you, get, you glad you played it? Or is it like, how did you even yeah. wind up with this? Was this a, a, a chat recommended game? Yes, yes, almost always, man. I have been, like, I made, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but there's a huge list of games that I went through one day. I was like, I don't, I finished a game, uh, I finished The Ascent, and I just I took the rest of the stream, and I was like, we sat there for like four hours, and I'm like, all right, hit me with the games. Old, new, quirky, whatever, and we just went through a ton. Yeah, and uh, I went like that's a, that's a no, that's a yes, that's a maybe, <laughs> all this shit. So, and I put a big thing out on Twitter. If you want to vote on the, there's a, a straw poll. I think it's pinned to my pinned to my Twitter page. Uh, oh no, no, a T-shirt is pinned to my Twitter page. You can look at that too. But yeah, oh, okay. tons of games. Cool. When when is that uh, poll finished? When when do you decide? Whenever. Whenever I need a new game. Uh, not for at least a little bit because the end of August is looking like packed for me personally yeah. with 12 minutes, Psychonauts 2 and No More Heroes 3. Yep. Like there's, there's some games I'm definitely going to be playing, but the, so the poll will be up for quite a while. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's take a break here. Um, and then we'll come back. Got some more games to talk about. Got Indie Sunday to go through. Um, I also dove into the mobile world, which we can talk about that if you guys want to see how fucking crazy that thing is. It's real nuts. I, I have some stories to tell. I played Call of Duty Mobile, y'all, and I lived to tell about it. And I somehow still have my credit card, even though they tried. Even though they tried. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. More drop frames right after this. We'll see you guys in about five or six minutes. Welcome back, Drop Frames. Going into the second half of the show here. I was taking a look at all the stuff and uh, Zeke and Co. were adding in everything they played. I forgot that the Back for Blood uh, beta occurred, and I don't think we've talked about it at all. 
I think we all have played it or know about it, though. Zeke might be the the outlier there. Uh, Zeke, I will say there's melee stuff in the game, so you might you might enjoy it. But my take on Back for Blood is very simple. It's Left for Dead 3. That's my review. <laughs> I didn't really get anything else from it. I'm not the biggest fan of Left for Dead to begin with, but I think I had my time shooting stripping in the back of the head, and that was fun, and I moved on. Uh, that was in the closed beta. That was a good clip, by the way. <laughs> yes. Courtesy of GameStream Fails over on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was, it's Left 4 Dead. It really is Left 4 Dead 3. That is, it seems like Valve did not want to make that game. So they went and got some other funding and they made Left 4 Dead 3. Um, I, I know that the community, at least early on, I don't know if this was changed or if their response to it changed at all. I saw a lot of people not necessarily digging it. Co uh, and, and Dan, I know both of you played in some uh, form. I don't know how many times or, or how much hours you put into it, but what'd you think, Dan? We'll start with you. How was uh, how was your Back for Blood experience? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I'm I like uh, Left for Dead. This yep. one uh, felt like a modernized Left for Dead. Uh, it's you know it's not perfect. The versus mode was uh, mm. they only have it like a horde mode versus it being like in the campaign maps. I think it would be more fun if they brought that back. Um, little things like the, the horde sizes seem kind of smaller compared to Left 4 Dead a little bit, but the zombies are more detailed, so it's a trade-off. Um, but if, if you're a Left 4 Dead fan and you're looking for like a modern modernized uh, take on it, it's I recommend for those fans. It's everything you'd want in it, and maybe a couple things you don't, but it's <laughs> it's very good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. When you uh when you say the, mo- the zombies are more detailed, do you mean like there's different variations of zombies now? Like more so? Well, it's like there's variations of like the standard zombie like there'll be like an old woman and a man and like a, the different clothing is like they they all there's lots of variations. They have they're highly detailed more detailed models on the zombies um because they can do that now with the with modern computers, but Definitely, like the the density of packs, at least in these early maps, didn't seem quite as dense as in Left 4 Dead. Mm. It was a little more dense in the older games, but they, if you get a close up on the zombies, they do look cooler now. There's more variations of them and poses and stuff. I'm, but, I'm actually talking about like more mechanically, like because I remember in the old Left 4 Dead yeah. games or the older there's ones, there's like special five zombies, different, like, six different yeah. types of zombies. There's those like the zombies in there, the brood or yes. the brute, and you know the the they are those cleaner, archetypes. You know? Yeah. Pretty much. There's a big zombie. There's a zombie that exactly what Dan just said. They shoot you from a wall. They cling onto a wall and spit at you. And Yeah. Co, uh, what'd you think of it? Also, how many people did you kill? Surprisingly few, actually. <laughs> I was I was pretty impressed, too. Um, so what I think about this game is I, I completely echo the sentiment that it is Left 4 Dead 3. And that is because the game mechanically... And from a standpoint of like the main loop and how that functions, it is Left 4 Dead. Like it, it borrows 80 to 90% of the mechanics from Left 4 Dead outside of the gun customization system, which I kind of like. Hmm. Hard system, which is interesting, but I think needs a little bit of work. Uh, it plays like Left 4 Dead 3. Now, here's the thing though the game itself, I would equate less as an actual Left 4 Dead 3 and more of an outer worlds kind of game and let me say why so the reason i say that is because outer worlds i feel was basically like taking elder scrolls and it was a new company 
making it, but they weren't taking a lot of chances with it and they weren't really pushing it forward. Mm. I really like Outer Worlds because I feel like it's pretty well made. It's a lot of fun and I have a good time with it because I love those types of games. And I kind of feel that same way about Back for Blood. It's taking Left for Dead, it's making it so it's new, it runs pretty well, but it's not really like that big push forward that I think like a Left for Dead 3 would have brought. In some ways, in fact, uh, there were a lot of people that played Left 4 Dead uh, 2. Like, there's people that have played that game for thousands of hours. Still are. Um, in a lot of oh, ways. yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant Fallout, not Other Scrolls. But come on. Same thing. Same I mean, thing. Same, same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, there were people that have, that have played thousands of hours of Left 4 Dead 2 that were frankly saying, like, I think I like Left 4 Dead 2 better because they like the pacing more. Like, Left 4 Dead 2 was a company learning from what they liked and didn't like about Left 4 Dead 1 and fine-tuning it. And, and, and some of the stuff that, that people were saying that were learned between one and two, they've kind of gone back to the drawing board with for Back for Blood. And now they kind of have to like relearn some of that stuff and what makes it really, you know, a little bit more special. Um, so it is, it is Left for Dead. Back for Blood is Left for Dead. Um, I mean, even the name. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's obviously <laughs> designed to be as like, this is the next Left for Dead. But until it's really going to be, until it's going to take the crown from Left for Dead, um, I would expect either this game needs a lot more development or it's probably going to be like a back for blood too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, we talked, you mentioned the card system. I feel like that is, that is what the company pitch would be is like the big step forward, right? The fact that it's, it's going to kind of tailor make each run a little bit different, um, the only one that I really had and, and, you know, I spent a day on it. So seven or eight hours. Um, the only one that was really the big game changer was it was a card that like implemented fog into the level. And so we couldn't see, uh, very far. And that definitely changed our gameplay. Um, I don't know if you guys spent more time or had any like bigger card effects than that or well, similar. There's also, there's also the card effects that, and, and, and I think the card stuff is really designed for people that are going to be playing the game, like not like a few hours, but for like yes. 50 plus hours, because eventually you're going to get so many cards, you can start making builds and then you have card sets, and then you synergize those with other people's cards. You're kind of playing classes in, in, in some ways. So, I mean, it's a cool concept, but it's not only kind of undeveloped right now, but it's going to take like a lot of gameplay to really make it shine. Um, for sure. Same thing with the the gun upgrade system. Like it's it's a great first pass, but you know it can still use some love and fine tuning and, and things of that nature. But you're right with it. For sure. um, um, there are on higher difficulties cards that do make a big deal. Like when you start talking about like this stat, stat changes. Oh oh, what, what does that one do? The screamer card. Uh, there, there's like yeah, there's like cards that like make it so enemies get alerted easier and things oh. like that. And it can it can pretty much change like how you play the levels in terms of having to go through and like quiet around things and things of that nature like we tried not uh the nightmare mode we didn't make it out of the first room same we we, we were just a, <laughs> we were just a group of people messing around and like we opened the door and there was one of those things that was like ah and then like all of a sudden like a bunch of high level mobs just rush us and we're just like well guess we'll die then um you know it, it was it that was, was my really experience hard, so that, me and stripping yeah. loaded in i was like i'm pretty good at fps games put on nightmare loaded into a game in progress spawned into two characters that were already dead with two teammates in the spawn room running from a singular zombie. Yep. Like, maybe we yep. should knock it down to difficulty. Maybe this is a little bit too much. Oh, one, one thing I will add. Um, the, the PvP mode is cool, but I could not echo what Dan said more, uh, where it's like they definitely need to put in like the PvP campaign mode 
that was one of the things that really made Left 4 Dead special. And the current just like straight up PvP round base mode. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it it is it is it is not enough. <laughs> like like yeah. the the cam the campaign multiplayer mode was really really fun in Left 4 Dead, and uh, I hope they're going to be bringing something back similarly to this one too. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Dan, how much time did you spend with uh, with Back for Blood? Was it a couple streams, one stream? I did like three streams, about five hours each on it. It was I got a good taste of it. Yeah, yeah, I I was yeah. a stream. I think it eight hours or so. Um, did they change anything from closed to open beta? Do you guys know, or is it just it, open and closed? It, it was ran like a bit a better. Half away, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, ran it ran a bit, a bit better, better oh. but it wasn't like nothing dramatically content-wise changed. It was yeah very similar. Cool. Okay. Uh, that game comes out October. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say the fourteenth or okay. something like that. All right. So. I've got, I've got a couple weeks to to make some changes to it um, to see if there's anything feedback wise that they could get for that. But yeah, that's back uh, back for blood. We'll see what happens. I, I agree with Coast sentiment though. I think that it might take another one to really solidify the fact that they are kind of pushing the envelope for that horde mode gameplay is is that what you would call this zombie horde mode gameplay i'm not necessarily sure what the honestly i think it's left for dead it's left, left for dead, dead gameplay okay. like it, it kind of made its own genre when it came out it's in and, and lots of other games have tried to copy it over the years so i would say it's the left for dead style gameplay yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of like when a game is so iconic in terms of what it does the the name of it becomes a genre souls like metroidvania you know stuff like that so yeah it's a it's a left for dead game makes sense uh i don't know how long i'll spend on this i don't even know if i'm gonna show footage but uh it was the type of deal where i didn't have any games to play and i felt like i always talk about news reports of mobile games making a billion dollars and i just don't understand how or why so i went and bought a brand new ipad and made sure that there was no notifications that could get me in trouble on stream and downloaded a bunch of mobile games <laughs> That was wild. Uh, <laughs> those things are... Cr I'm actually, uh, full disclosure, I did end up playing one and have played played probably about 50 hours since Saturday. So they're definitely addictive in form, I will say. Um, I haven't spent a single dollar, though, which I am very proud of because uh, <laughs> they definitely try to get you to spend that money. Um, but some of the names that I played, there was uh, Ark Knights, there was Call of Duty Mobile, there was the one that I'm playing is called Epic Seven. Um, the biggest offender, honestly, was Call of Duty Mobile. That game was, it's actually wild. Like you spawn in, uh, you run around to do like two or three tutorial stuff. Then you're immediately hit with like, hey, you can buy this gun if you want to with like a giant screen, uh, fills your whole screen, buy this gun type deal. You click that. And then it was, I think we reported on this a while ago. But it was still, it's one thing to report on, it's another thing to see it. Um, it said, do you want to watch uh, some Intel to get double XP? Okay. Play. A fucking ad starts for another game. <laughs> of like, uh, I, I, it's some zombie game. Full screen ad starts, download, played here. Uh, and then when you finish the like 60 second ad, uh, it said, congratulations, you have double XP for 30 minutes. Uh, if you want to watch more ads for more XP, come back and watch more <laughs> type scenario. Um, then I started playing the game. I connected it. 
One of the nice things, this is outside of maybe the actual game, uh, I grabbed my Bluetooth Xbox Elite controller and just hit pair. It paired immediately and the game picked it up and I was playing on the iPad with an Xbox controller against most likely a lot of 10-year-olds uh, <laughs> on Call of Duty Mobile and continued uh, to go like, I don't know, 60 or 70 kills uh, or maybe it was like 45 because it's first to 50 where everyone else had like three or four. Um, and then I ended the game and said, hey, do you want to buy a new weapon? And I said, nope. And I closed the game. Um, and that was in about, <laughs> that was probably like 15 minutes of an experience. Um, definitely like the biggest defender for that. The other stuff when it comes to uh, mobile games, and it's one of those things too, where you start to, you play a Ubisoft game or you play really any AAA games these days that have some sort of MTX um, built into it it's really clear where all those ideas come from. And it's one thing to like know where those ideas come from. Like, Oh, that's a mobile game thing. It's straight. They are, they are a hundred percent trying to see what they can like get into the triple a world from the mobile gaming market. Um, and, and that goes even as far as to like, uh, any, any of the games that I downloaded, they, from the second that you decide to spend money, that currency then splits off into like 30 different currencies. And so you actually lose track of what you're really spending monetarily. Uh, and they do that so that you don't think like, oh, well, that costs $5. It's, oh, that costs three crystals of light or some nonsense. Um, and so they do that very frequently. And I think kind of like a lot of AAA games are starting to go down that path as well. So it's it was a lot. I'm trying to think if there's any other specific games I mean, that were confusing it's, or a lot it's the square like, enix it's is the oldest like trick in the book the the vegas trick why you don't pay that's why i don't play with cash on the table you play with chips yeah here's about chips chips are just plastic fucking throw them in they're not real money it's very true it's very true this is a a game called sky this is from the journey developers um i have no idea what the fuck you do in this game because in the hour that i played it I just floated around and like did that, <laughs> like emoted. And I was like, why the fuck would I even play this? I was very confused by what was happening on screen. No idea what you do in this. Uh, this was about a 30 minute thing. And I was finally like, guys, I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I got to go to something else. Um, so can't speak to it. was definitely a pretty looking game. Uh, the software that I was using was like an NDI capture over wireless. So, while this is capturing at like 720p 30, I was playing it, whatever the iPad puts out, like 4K 60 or something like that. Um, so it looks a lot better than, than what you're seeing here. Um, what else was there? I played the League of Legends MOBA, Wild Rift, straight up just League of Legends. Uh, it is a one-to-one -one of, of League of Legends, which was kind of cool to see the fact that that's where that's at. Is it by the League of Legends? Is it Riot? Yeah, it, Riot. It is published by Riot. Okay. Um, they, they Well... It is published by Riot, but I would say it's it's like it's like old League of Legends is what kept uh, Chet kept saying because uh, I guess they've made changes to proper League of Legends now that aren't reflective in this because it's dumbed down for kind of the the mobile world and the mobile UI. Um, everything's touch obviously here with all the skills on the the right hand side of the screen. Uh, and the first game was against bots, but I had like human players and it ran well. It played fine. 
Um, For a game like this, does the controller work with it? No, no. Uh, the controller was hit or miss in terms of what actually worked with it. This is definitely have to touch the screen. Um, when I, you know, I feel like they could very well make a controller work with this. It's, it's four buttons with like an ultimate and a directional pad that you're seeing right there. But it would be a little bit of an unfair advantage because they have like ranked mode and, and all that type of stuff. I don't know if they do any esports on this, but uh, this is the the game that I have played a lot. This is called Epic Seven. I don't even know what I would call it. It's, it's kind of like an auto battler anime type deal where you basically just like grow your characters. Here's the gotcha mechanic uh, where you're doing draws for different heroes and characters and weapons and everything is a draw. Everything has a currency to upgrade it. Everything has a way to upgrade it from the six item slots to the <laughs> artifact that you're putting on from the character you can take your character, and if you have copies of that character, then you can take the three characters and upgrade it to make your character even stronger. It's segmented by every 10 levels that gets locked to where you actually have to like promote that character to the next star. It's really wild in terms of the progression, and it's it's essentially pure distilled. If you ever played an MMO or really an RPG that's like level-based, it's that feeling of constantly progressing your character in like its purest form and like all the wrong ways, but also all the best ways. Cause at the same time you could just like spend money to do all that. Um, and I could definitely see why it's super habit forming. Cause I've spent 50 hours playing it uh, since Saturday. So, <laughs> but it's, it's the, it's the type of thing where you can just leave your iPad and hit play and it'll spin up all the resources that resources that you throw at it and just play the game by itself. And so you'll come back like an hour after you hit start and you've accumulated X more things, experience, items, whatever. Um, and it's it's like where, that's where all of the games are. They, mobile gaming is essentially if every video game had the most convenience possible to not play the game, right? And that's like, and that's I, wild I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Like, I understand like the draw of that and all that kind of stuff. But it just in in when you say it out loud, it's like, yeah, I don't. I barely have to play this game. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, what? But <laughs> if you if you do it, you understand. You're like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like, I don't have to. It, I think it, it's like the maybe it's the grind. Like, I don't have to grind. It, it is for me. It's great. Yeah, it, it's the MMO grind. If you didn't have to do it, and the game did it for you. Which, which I is put strange. lots and lots of time into Marvel Strike Force, which yep, is that's like not, I this, but that Marvel character. Yep. Yeah. And it's like a game where there's always a carrot on the stick. And no matter how much money you spend or time you spend, you never get the carrot. And the carrot keeps getting further away. And they keep putting more things in the way that like, ooh, if I get this carrot to this, then I can unlock this, and then I can get this. So there's always something to do. They never, ever stop wanting your money at any point. Yeah, like, there's always got, a shortcut. It got bad for me in that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I could, I could buy, I could buy uh, this guy, and then the Hulk, and then that guy, and it, it, they're fun, but they're super addicting, and it takes it, up all your time. Hundred percent. I also learned from my community that, and I didn't realize this about mobile games, but like the the majority of people that play mobile games like hop from game to game. So like that one that I was playing Epic Seven is like a year and a half old or two years. Um, and so it's not necessarily like the latest and greatest. I think there's a near game out that just came out on mobile. 
And that's where like most of the community is playing. Um, and they'll jump to whatever the next one is. Um, granted, those games are still constantly being updated. They have a new thing, just like there's always a new shiny thing. And when I say shiny, it's straight up in your face. There's fucking literally shiny on the iPad just nonstop uh, to like get you to come check out whatever that is. Um, they update it more than like, you know, we always talk about game updates to like AAA or AA games. This shit gets updated like daily. They must, uh, from a production standpoint, they must have shit built out like months in advance and planned out of like, this week is going to be this. Then the next three days is going to be this. Then we're going to have a new event that does this. Then we can, and it's all like, some of it is locked behind money. Some of it is just come check this out. You'll get a little bit more energy to do more stuff in the game. It's, uh, it was really wild to see that as well, especially when the only thing I've ever really played is, is, uh, you know, a triple a or a, a, a PC or a console game. Um, I'm glad that I did it. It's the type of thing where I now know where everything is coming from a lot of times. Um, and I also got to hear a lot of stories from my chat of like how much money people have spent and some of this. And that was, that was, it wasn't wild, but it was the type of thing where it's like, okay, I get why call of duty is one of the biggest uh, mobile games in the world and why people spend X amount of money on that. So yeah. Also, I got to write off my iPad, which was really the whole culprit behind this. So thank you, uh, stream for letting me do that. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that was, uh, that was my mobile game excursion. Hopefully I don't do it again because it's what, so, CD. Dan, you play, you said you play some mobile games. Are there yeah. like, besides that one you mentioned, is there any ones that you're into? Uh, AFK arena is another one. That's pretty fun. It's, 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 it's literally good. AFK yeah. like in the, oh, yeah. it's, it's about being <laughs> AFK and you, but you can actually play a lot. It's just that the beginning is very, very light on that where you can, you can play for hours if you want. It's just, when you start getting high levels in these games, that's when things start taking a grinding halt. Yeah. And then they're like, okay. well, would you like to grind out all this stuff? Or we have this lovely pack here for $10 that can get you there right now. Yep. It's, 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 and it, that gets worse and worse as you get deeper in these games. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of games that are very fun to start. And like, if you don't mind waiting or if you can be patient, you can play them all free to play and never spend a cent. Uh, AFK Arena gives lots of free stuff all the time. It's one of the better ones about that. And um, Marvel Strike Force is one of the worst. It's very greedy heavy because they got the Marvel license. So they got to be very money hungry with the, the yeah. cosmetics and purchases and stuff. There's a... Uh... I think it's the 24th of this month. There's a Marvel MMO coming out on mobile. Um, I think it's like Strike Revolution or something like that. Um, Yeah. I I think it's out in Canada. Uh, My buddy Justin has been playing a lot of it. I don't know if he spent any money, but... Oh, it's Future Revolution. There you go. Uh, That's where all the Marvel games are. That's where all the money for Marvel games go. It's definitely to mobile. As someone who just recently played Avengers as of yesterday. It's funny that we've talked about, like, I asked Dan about these mobile games. He didn't mention anything about the gameplay. Like, there's, like, I don't know what oh. AFK Arena is. Like, he just oh. mentioned, like, it's a game that you can do this and this and this. Okay. Like, <laughs> what does it look like? What's in the game? No, I'm not, like, disparaging. Yeah. Like, that's a mobile game, though. Yeah, there's yeah. 
pretty much like three types of mobile games. There's one where you have teams of heroes, um, usually five, and then you have turn-based battles where you one of your heroes goes, the enemy goes, your hero goes, and each character has special abilities and powers, and you can put armor on them to level up their stats. And it's all about grinding through battles to get better gear and experience, make your hero stronger, to keep going further along this map to get um, more loot and stuff. It's kind of like... Uh, a little bit of turn-based RPG, but eventually you can just press the play button. It'll play these maps for you because eventually you get to the point where you have to play a map over and over again to get enough resources to get strong enough to get through the next level. Yeah. Um, so it's all about time gating and that sort of mechanic. There's other ones where it's like, uh, you, it's sort of like a fire emblem where you have you're like you're looking down you tactically move your troops and stuff. And again, each of those characters are like gotchas where they have power levels and armor and stuff and it's most mobile games are about having a, a a character that has stats everywhere on its armor on the character itself the amount of stars it has determines what abilities it has it's those kind of things it's really feeds as jp said the mmo like rush you get when you get that new piece of gear or like you get a little bit stronger you know yeah um they're because they're on mobile that they don't require you to play sitting down for long periods of time like they're meant to be picked up, play a bit, and let it autoplay um, as on on the side as well. Yeah, yeah. It's also the type of thing, Zeke. If if you want to talk about like how they know exactly what they're doing, when they put out one of these new characters and it's very strong, three months down the line, they'll go and balance the game. Not because the game like needs the balance. It's because they want to shift the meta so that another unit that maybe wasn't that uh, sought after is then buffed up and the unit that was sought after is nerfed. So people already spent their money on that unit. Now they're going to spend their money on this other unit that's already existed, right? So they know exactly yeah. what the fuck they're doing uh, when it comes well, to that yeah, stuff. It's like, you, I mean, you could tell yourself all you want. Like, I'm sticking with Carrot. Carrot <laughs> is, I just, I just saw that name yeah. uh, in one of the games. Yeah, Carrot yeah. is my character forever. I'm never changing. And then you just start getting your fucking ass whooped and you're like, motherfuckers okay maybe i'll have one more character <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't get my ass whooped yeah. every time i play yeah they also play into that like do you like to lose does anyone like to lose they 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 usually give you lots of easy battles in pvp against people that are weaker than you then they start throwing people at you that are hard much harder to kill yeah. so you lose to them and they're like oh man you lost and what if you only had this power up pack for ten dollars? You could probably <laughs> well, see, kick no, his no, no. Button. See, they save it. They save it. And actually, I, I remember reading about this. Yeah. Uh, some mobile games will continually give you easy challenges, just all the time, right? Until they start detecting you're spending money on it. Once they see you're sure. spending money on it, then they start amping up the challenge. And what that does is it bores the people that aren't giving money, so they go and do something else. While it starts hooking the, it's like it's basically fishing. Yeah, you are fishing for whales. So once you get the the hook in, and at that point you start giving them like harder and harder stuff, and being like more incentivizing the spend essentially. Yeah. So you guys done, I mean, that's all these um, games are. It's just 100%. trying to get more and more money out of people. Yeah. Have you guys done any of you guys done? Because I I haven't uh, done any like looking in deeper, but I'm wondering if it's do they make more money on the average money spender or the whales i don't know i'm uh, curious yeah i would think maybe that's i think it would depend on the popularity of the game and the there game are people itself, that have sure. obscene amounts of money 
that then spend obscene amounts of money on mobile games. Yeah. Um, like there, there are whales out there that will spend like five, six figures yep. on, on mobile games. If they get, if there's enough reason for them to do it, I had um, a friend, you know, I mean, these are the same people that are sitting on millions of dollars. So for them, it's just like, they just want their little or, dopamine rushes on their phone, you know, or in, in other cases, don't, right? <laughs> which is the other sad part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had a uh, a friend who uh, came across money in the, from the Bitcoin world a while back, and that is where he decided to throw his money. And so when Clash of Clans, I guess, was like at its peak, he was like on one of the world's best Clash of Clans guilds. And we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, I, I never got the final number, but it was probably close to like six figures that he threw into the game just to like be competitive against other clash of clans players. So you can definitely spend a shit ton of money with that type of stuff if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know, like I said, the developers know exactly what's going on. I we've, I've mentioned this before, but like they hire psychologists on staff to make sure that they know exactly how to exactly like Co said, hook the right people in to get them to spend more money than they already have. So, it's uh, it was an interesting dive into the mobile game world, uh, and we'll see we'll see what happens with that. And I got a new iPad out of it, so that worked out. <laughs> but what else have uh, what else have you guys been playing? I know you posted a bunch of stuff here. Uh, I think all of you, Dan, did you play Grime as well? Have have all of you played Grime? I haven't played that one yet. Okay, let's good? let's talk Grime. Yeah, I know Zeke and Co both played it. Uh, Zeke, we'll start with you. How did you how did you feel about Grime? What what is Grime? I know it's a tool music video, but like, how's the game actually work? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Grime is uh, very well put together. It's, it's it's a great Metroidvania game, but what makes it kind of stand out is its uh, its artistic style, and it looks a lot like claymation. Um, it's, I mean, excuse me, it looks like ultra advanced claymation in the the way they uh did the graphical style um these characters like you, you when you're playing the game they look like they were sculpted um like out of clay and stuff uh, and i love it i love that kind of style that that um the weird alien murky you know that kind of shit but the thing is I really like the Metroidvania style. It's a lot of, uh, you know, trying to get to an area, getting a save point. Um, you're kind of, you know, dying going back to the previous save point because you haven't found one yet. There's a lot of, like, secrets and stuff. You, uh, like, walk into an invisible wall and it shows, like, oh, that wasn't a wall after all. All that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. All the stuff you'd, you'd uh, in a standard Metroidvania uh, type of game. Um like you can look at like what kind of makes it stand out um it gives a it gives a sort of like and i hate this i don't like using this word but like sort of a dark soulsy kind of a feel to it um it's the same kind of color palette the same kind of uh feeling and font and you know that kind of shit it's it's not that big of a leap uh style wise um gameplay wise it's 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 metroidvania with melee more than anything that I that I've seen, I didn't play a ton of it. Uh, I got a, about an hour and a half, um, hour and yeah, hour and a half uh, during an indie day. Um, it's definitely a game that I could I would want to play more of. Um, 
It even, oh, it even says Souls-like in the um, description. description of uh, the tag in Steam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. if you're into that kind of like, yeah, that dark, dank Souls type stuff, and the aesthetic is pleasing to you like it was to me, like it's a, it's a decent Metroidvania platformer style game. Uh, boss fight, I, I think I got to one boss fight. And it was uh, um, kind of had to uh, sort of had to figure out how to do it. Like I guess it, uh, it wasn't like a straightforward, just like jump, avoid, attack, stuff like that. It was like, oh, you have to wait for this to do, and then you come on. Okay, and then it's like a, a sequence of things that you had to do. Like uh, I think I died on it like three or four times, and then I finally was like, okay, last thing, I got it, and then I beat it, and it was fun. It was a fun boss fight, uh, unique battle that uh you know it, it like a tool video like you look at it, it like, really hey. does it's hard to shake that yeah. yeah it looks like sober man it does it really it truly does yeah um co did you like uh grime i did i had a good time with it uh i ended up playing like basically i went on this little uh tirade where i was doing like a different indie game excuse me every night for Almost a week, I played uh, like High Fleet, Grime, Dreamscaper, Jupiter Hell. Like I was ripping through indie games like Zeke for a little bit there and um, and giving each game like a night to, to play it. And Grime ended up taking two nights. I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's very Salt and Sanctuary, which is very 2D Souls-like. Sure. Um, it's, uh, it's got a big Metroid-style world and uh, a very unique look and aesthetic, which I, which I found pretty entertaining. Uh, the weapons were pretty cool. The level up system was pretty cool. It's relatively difficult. Like this game does not really pull any punches. Like if if you go pretty deep and you haven't gotten a waypoint, um, there are enemies that can like little groups of enemies that'll basically just wombo you down super fast, and uh, and then you're back like 15 minutes of of work, and all the enemies have respawned, and you're just you're in it. So uh, yeah, I mean it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, after I played it a couple nights, I don't think there was quite enough there, kind of keeping me going in it. Like it's so obscure that it's kind of hard to find a tendril of story to hang on to. Uh-huh. Like there wasn't, it, it was so kind of weird and off the wall that, that I wasn't really like really kind of like, I need to finish this or I need to keep going. Like it's a fun game to play. Um, and the world is, is really interesting, but it's not the kind of thing where it's, you know, it, it didn't really grab me in terms of something I had to play long-term. Yeah. I forgot to mention one of the core mechanics of the game. Um, that is, I mean, it, similar maybe in other games but uh in order to like get certain power-ups certain items certain things you have to use your your head which is like a black hole and you have to like it's like a parry you have to parry their attack at a a specific time and then you like absorb them uh into you and sometimes you take like a power-up from them like uh an extra arm or a giant head, you know, stuff like that that you can use later on as, um, you know, kind of like your ice beam or your, you know, various suit, stuff like that. How much there is, is right there? there. It is, like that. Oh, oh, beautiful timing. Uh, what, what does this game run? It, I feel like it's a $20 it game. Is it more than that? Twenty four ninety nine. Okay. All yeah, right. 25 yep. bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there you, you probably mentioned... worth every penny for people that plan on finishing it? Yeah, I, I played it for about four or five hours, and and I was not anywhere near finishing it at all. Like it, uh, seems to be a pretty big game. Yeah, Zeke, did you spend more time? There with it? it is. <laughs> that was me trying to figure out, like, okay, 
what's the parry time? Like, what's the timing of this? Oh, okay. I got slammed by his head a few times. Uh, say, say that again. You got to that boss. Was that uh, this, in the four or five hours? How long did you play? Uh, oh, I played like an hour and a half. I got to one oh, boss. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, that's great. Uh, is that Steam, okay. Epic, all that stuff? Where, where did, where is I got that it available? on Steam. Okay. Cool. Uh, what else is there? I'm just, I'm looking over here at a list of, uh, of stuff. Uh, road 76 or road 96, seven. I saw Fallout 76 and then combined it with road 96, uh, <laughs> road 96. I'm seeing some buzz about that. Co you, you played it. How, what, what is it? I did. Um, so road 96 is a procedural hitchhiking simulator. Um, as somebody said in my chat last night, that kind of stuck with me is it's kind of like if you got a telltale game at the dollar store. Um, it's, it's, it's in a positive way or bad. Way? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's telltale is already slightly indie and it's like an indier version of that. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's got like little tiny mini games, some stuff like this, basic exploration, like look around the screen and click on things. Um, there were some like, uh, uh, procedure style things like this happens. So you need to find something, click on it quickly and, you know, do this real quick. The thing that was a little bit weird for me is twofold. One, there is some, and, and, and those, those that watch me and know me, I do not use this term regularly. I'm not an, I am not an abuser of this term. Okay. But there is some incredibly cringy dialogue. Like there's just, there's just dialogue in this game that is so forced and it sounds like an old person trying to sound cool. And, and like, it's just, huh. it's really at times, like the thing is, is, it's a procedural game. So apparently um, different people pop up at different times. And when I started the game, uh, as somebody told me later, I got not the best starting person because I found it, I was confused. Um, the dialogue was really bad. It was, it was not a very entertaining stretch of my journey. Um, so my first impression was not very good. And then the second one I got was kind of like teen angsty, Kind of weird, not very interesting. The third one I got was kind of fun. Uh, in fact, I really liked the third one. It was this trucker guy, and he kept falling asleep and almost killing us. So that was like an interesting little thing. Oh um, and then the fourth one was also kind of fun. I helped some people break into something. Um, and then the fifth one was going back to like the the uh, not so great. Like it was this event involving a, a cop, and I think they really wanted it to be like super weighty, but the dialogue options were a little bit weird and it didn't end anything like what I thought it would. And it was it the whole game from what I played of it for the couple hours I did, it seemed very hit and miss. Like there were some parts of it that were funny. There was some good music. There was also some, um, some, some entertaining parts. And then there were other parts that I, that were just kind of a slog to get through. Um, and there were a few where I, they were just like almost so dumb that I almost just kind of alt F forward and was like, I'll just find something else to play. <laughs> like it, it was very hit and miss. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it, Okay, but there was, it's kind of a, a weird story that I think is trying to be super symbolic. Like it's, it's, but at the same time, I don't know if it's just trying to be unique. Um, and the, and the game keeps telling me to go vote. Like I, I think it might be like what? super covertly political. Yeah, like in the in the in the game. Is that there's, why there's or, buzz in, in about the, this? Like, because uh, I in I the have game world. Talk. Go ahead. In the game world, it's very political. 
there's like there's like the tyrant red guy and like the let's free everyone blue woman and and you know and every character has like a very hard political view and they keep telling you to go vote and uh apparently like being a voter is a big part of it and i think you can kind of like sculpt your character a little bit because every so often every so uh every so often there's like um there, there's like dialogue options where there'll be three options with a with an icon next to them and you click on one it's like this decision will be impactful and in those almost every one of them is about voting so it's kind of like yeah <laughs> i don't know hell? and like and all the teens in the world are trying to get to the border and the people and the teens that don't make it get sent to the pits and it's like it, it's like huh. I, I can't tell if they're trying to say like that's kind of like a border issue like we're having in the united states like it's just it's it's I think it's trying to be really covertly political, but then other people in chat told me that I was just overlooking it. So I don't know, man. And this, their whole thing is like a terrorist attack that happened 10 years ago. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's a lot. Is it uh, yeah. early access or full release? I think it's Here, I'll, full I'll release. Google. I think it actually came out if I'm not mistaken. Let me, let me double check real quick. <coughs> Road um, it is full release from the looks of it, at least on Steam. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that it's 1996. Oh. That's a clever, in terms of the yeah. price. Yeah, yeah. As as that is the the name of the game. Yes. Um. So I mean, it was it was uh you know it was it was okay. I there again there were parts that were actually entertaining and you know I laughed and like they were fun and other parts that were just like oof. Like yeah. I don't know about you, dog, but I'm a hell of voting stand. <laughs> oh, well, here, uh, did you play it how's that oh it's pretty close did you oh up- my god there's this one kid that just completely deadpans like cool talk so he's like yeah i don't know homie and he's just like and he'll say things like yeah that's 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 totally cred yo and and like it, it's just it's, oh, it was so hard zoomer speed. so hard on god yeah for real yeah um on a stack it was yeah. Oh. On a stack, on God. That's good. That's good. I can actually suss out what those mean. Yeah. Uh, and sus, I, I mean sus, not suspect. Yes. On uh, At least on Steam, it's got 90%, uh, very positive with 702 reviews, uh, if you're looking for different takes on it. And, it may uh, be that an almost 40-year-old man is not the target audience for this game. You know, I'm kind of thinking the same. Nine, uh, IGN also gave it a, a 90 or a 9.0. Uh, as well so they they with the tagline one of the best indie video games of the whole year so they were really into it (laughs) it's it's wild to me that they got that out of it after everything you just said uh um worth playing gave it a nine out of ten ig in spain gave it a nine out of ten god is a geek nine out of ten and nme i don't know what publication that is they gave it a 10 out of 10 maybe i just got like a really i mean people were telling me i was getting the bad luck of the draw with with the the things i was getting i don't know man it might be the 40 year old (laughs) maybe maybe so (laughs) yeah yeah um I think Jericho also uh, has played it, and I think he came out of it enjoying it as well. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Seems wild. Uh, <laughs> so the yeah, try it again split sometime. Makes me want to take a look at it, honestly. Oh, you should definitely. <laughs> no, no, you should. You should definitely check it out, Zeke. I highly recommend it. There's, yeah. I'd say there was there was enough funny parts in it to at least warrant a try, especially with your yeah. with your flavor of of games. I would say give it a try. Nice. Put on my wish list. Here we go. See what the audience says. Dan, you didn't play it, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't check it out. Uh, no. Okay. 
Are you uh, going seems to? Like it's fun- seems like it's funny. I might give it a whirl at some point. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would probably feel very different about it if I didn't get like the, the back-to-back not great stuff at the beginning. Although maybe that's how everyone gets it. I don't even know. Might be. Know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not Wait. sure. Before um, we go to today, by the way, I kind of want to hear about Tales of Arise. Yeah. Yeah. We can jump back uh, to that. Let me pull up the footage of it. Um, so what do you, what here, uh, while I'm trying to find the VOD, what do you know about the Tales series? Let's start there. We've talked about it on this show a good amount of times. I know it's a super JRPG-ish type of game. It's uh, very, it's very JRPG, very big. The games are large mm-hmm. um, in most cases, but um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of interested in trying it. Who played this? We'll it, I did. Played yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I'm just pulling up oh, okay, the VOD okay. before I start talking and then okay. forget to pull up the VOD, uh, which tends to happen. Uh, so this is Tales of Arise demo that came out this morning. Uh, I had early access to it. Um, so the biggest thing, at least for me, and, and Dan, you've played some of the Tales games, right? Are you at least familiar yeah. with them? Yeah. So yeah. Tales has always had this, like, at least since, it's been around for a very long time. I think it started back on the SNES. Uh, there's a ton of different Tales games. Most of them not related. Some do have some sort of relationship to one another. Um, this one does not have any other relationship to the other Tales games, as far as I know. Um, but the art style has always kind of been the same since Vesperia, um, which was the Xbox 360 version, which I think has a definitive edition if you have Game Pass. If you're itching to play one, it's one of the better ones. Um, but like the art style has been very... Well, not necessarily exactly chibi-like. The characters are very tiny, and they don't look like adults <laughs> in a lot of ways. And in some ways, they're I was not say, adults. I, I'm noticing this is a very adult butt. Yeah. So that was the big first thing that I was uh, definitely into. So both the, the uh, yeah, both okay. the butt and the idea that the <laughs> characters are not children, uh, or if they are, yeah, they yeah. look like actual children with adults walking around as well. Um, which was a cool if I thing. May, yeah, I will say after after quickly like f- obviously first it was the butt. Like I quickly regarded the butt. I was like ah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Then immediately though, like I moved on. Went, why is that tail not centered? It's not a tail. It's I'm a obviously belt. watching a, a cat person. It's a belt. Yeah. No, no, I know that. And oh, then okay. I I discovered like that's a belt. And I thought I just mentioned that because I was confused for a good couple minutes there. At the Here's the thing, though. And you don't even play again, Final Fantasy and I was 14. Fine. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, 100% oh. developers know what the fuck they're doing. That belt is like that because it's supposed to look like a tail. 100%. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> the, the, the underlying um, thing in Tales games is they make a lot of, like, random crude jokes that are, like, all but saying whatever the crude joke is. And that's kind of existed all throughout the games. Um, and some of them hit or miss uh, in, I think it was Tales of Exilia. They referred to uh, boobs as bazongas, and that was through the entire game. <laughs> and it was very hilarious. Anytime they would mention them, there was a, there's usually like a small little anime character creature thing that has a voice. I haven't found it yet. I don't know if it's not in the demo or we it's call just that not in the game. Tatsu. There you go, a Tatsu, yes. Oh, yes, very true, from Xenoblade. You're, you are correct. There's usually a Tatsu, and it was a Tatsu in Exilia constantly talking about how X character has huge bazongas or how younger character doesn't have her bazongas yet. And 
yes, that is tales in a nutshell is a lot of nonsense <laughs> like that. Um, okay. Anyways, getting to this game. Uh, the first thing for me right off the bat is that it was gorgeous. Uh, I kind of wish it was pulled back a little That's bit um, in terms of how close you are to the character. But it is the like little area that you're traversing through. It is just this area in the demo. Um, on, I was playing the Xbox Series X version. And it was running fine at 60 FPS, probably 1080p. It's going to be on PC? Yes, there is a PC version. The demo is not on PC, though. I don't know why. Uh, but there is a PC version uh, on release in September. Um, but it's JRPG. It's also one of those JRPGs where they say what move they are doing. And the combat is very active. And there's six characters, four of them fighting at any given time. So think about how much you want to hear a certain move. They're going to say it quite a lot. Barfall Rondo. Yeah, there's a lot oh of uh, characters just shouting things. Mega um, Fisto. Yes, it's that. Ad nauseum with four different other Mega Fist happening at the same time. Voice acting? Uh, the demo doesn't have it, but I I think they said in one of the FA. Well, there is some voice acting, yes. Uh, but they said I think in one of the FAQs, chat pointed me to yesterday that the game will have voice acting, um, on release. I don't know why Good. it got left out of the demo. Um, but yeah, it, it will have voice acting. Um, it also has your your JRPG out of Japan, very realistic looking food when you cook. Uh, that exists, which Ooh. a staple. Um, these are little like character backstory things called skits which have existed kind of throughout the tales series um this is a different way of doing them usually they weren't this animated um you can tell that they kind of tried to split the difference between going full 3d scenes and trying to remain faithful to the series and so this is what they came up with um and it's just like a little backstory about the characters i think this one's talking about how the main character puts too much uh spice in his food or something and it's it's a jrpg trope right like if you've played a jrpg you know what the hell's going on here um but my biggest takeaway is that it looked very very good and it was very fluid the gameplay was awesome um the different uh characters fight very differently uh the mage for instance you can cast a spell and instead of casting the spell you can store the spell and then cast a different spell and combine the two spells for an even bigger spell and so that was kind of a oh, cool little cool combat uh trick they did um the main character has two different swords and so like if you hold down an attack after you input it he will instead use his second fiery sword and kind of the arena fills with fire um there's six characters in the demo and and the full game as well they all kind of play a little bit different um yeah, I don't. How's the, how's the challenge? Did it feel like combat was tough, or I played on the hardest setting in the demo. Um, you can see me barely beat uh, the boss later on in the vod uh, on the channel. It was like literally one person alive with no more heal pots type scenario, um, and like some things happen in the demo where you don't necessarily expect a boss to show up. I kind of surprise you with it, uh, which was cool. It seems like it'll be pretty difficult. The demo starts at level 25. I think, you know, when you're playing the game on your own, you might not be that level uh, at this point. Um, but I would assume you could probably, you can grind your way through it just like any other JRPG. Uh, there's stuff to constantly collect in the world right there. You're seeing me pick up peppers. Uh, there's ore. Sell lots of potatoes. Yeah, lots of potatoes. Um, there's milk from cows that you can go and get. This is a, like, buffed up enemy in a jrpg that spawns in the overworld uh that you can fight in the demo 
Uh, he kicked my ass a couple times. <laughs> I learned uh, that there's a dodge button in the combat. And so you have to dodge him oh. running at you. It's very important, turns out. Um, but yeah, it's very active. Like if I can turn the audio on for a second and everyone's just screaming their, their attacks right now. I had to actually turn it down because it was a little overwhelming. Uh, it's got on the ground. Uh, that is the main character's like ability where if you hold down his attack, it'll fill the arena with this fire stuff. Um, I think it does a lot of damage over time. There, there's a lot of things since you're just being thrust into the game with every single character. I think over the course of a game, if you think about how JRPGs usually plan out, they like, oh yeah, this is this time. character. Uh, this is how this character works. Now you're going to play as him for five or six hours. Then you meet a new character. This is how this character works, etc. Yo, that's the mob's HP at the top there? It is. Yeah, that is it's how like much. like a five plus minute fight? Yes. Uh, this was a little bit longer than, yeah. The the final, the, this is not the boss. The The boss took me about 20, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It was a lot. Oh. Uh, hardest setting. Uh, if you're playing on easy or normal, I would suspect it doesn't take that long. Um, Damn. But it, I can pull up some of the older games just so you can understand like how much of a graphical leap it is um yeah, it it's is wild. stunning that is beautiful yeah let me almost. let's go to here's tales of exilia footage um from from the playstation 3 i think is when this game came out e3 2013 i'm definitely not going to show that this is uh tales of exilia which came out in 2016 vastly looking different game and they've kind of always had the same art style, so they're finally getting away from it. It looks like shit. <laughs> Comparatively, like, through it through. So, yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for the full game. Um, it's coming out, like, right before... I think it's... I think it comes out September, September 10th. 10th, and it's four days before Deathloop and, like, eight days after Pathfinder, I think is it. Yeah, that's on the 2nd, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of wedged in there between two games. They said it's like 40 to 60 hours. So um Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, if you have any other questions. So you're about it, you're really feeling that one? You're digging it? Yeah, it's it's okay. it's honestly like um Endwalker, Tales of Arise, Battlefield, Halo. It's like my most anticipated games wow. of the year. Okay. So it's up there. Uh I uh, I got a I got a potential offer to take a look at it so that may have swayed me yeah i may take a look at it yeah i definitely would it's worth uh it's worth at least playing for <laughs> to see if you enjoy it it's a it's a jrpg i you've played much more offensive jrpgs in the past uh if that makes any sense um whatever yes, they're called yes, uh, the, the what was that game you and zeke got into oh god the one that had the like story that was real crazy I'm kind of I'm I'm grabbing at straws here in terms of describing it. Oh oh, Zero Escape. Yeah yeah Zero Escape. Didn't both of you play that? The visual novel. Yeah, that's a JRPG, right? Or is that a visual novel? No. Okay. That's a visual novel. <laughs> Maybe thirteen, 13 sentinels? sentinels. Was that JRPG? I I never played it. Sword. Okay. Um, I. Not really. No, it's the one him and Rami like. We're well, I, I think the thorough the, yeah. the 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 thread that I'm trying to pull on here is much more anime uh, than Terrible. Yeah, I think honestly the the like hugely anime 
variants of the previous Tales games have kind of kept me somewhat at bay. Yeah. But this is the first one I've seen where it's kind of like these actually like this. This looks to be the more anime that's my style. I like anime that's a little bit more like realistic. I don't really mm. dig like the cutesy chibi style anime. Um, but I love things like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and stuff like that. I love that stuff. So that one definitely looks a little bit more at speed. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks also pretty heavy on the political drama, but uh, or the political intrigue in terms of a story. Um, but they have like the anime intro out to the, the game and there's definitely like an evil sorcerer and that type of shit that exists. Your standard JRPG. Uh, fair. Standard evil sorcerer. Yeah. Of, uh, of enemies. Um, about 20 minutes left. Dan, anything uh, big or anything that you want to mention that you've been playing you, you want us to check out? Um, I can't. I, I've been uh, just replaying SCOM. Um, always it's a good classic. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, I play, I'm, I just finished, uh, I almost finished um, the one I never like finished in the past, the uh, Chimera Squad. Yeah. Uh, I started it and I tried finally getting through it and it's pretty fun i like it even though it's a little bit lighter yeah um are you playing on the I hardest think, difficulty or is it just kind of a, a one step down because yeah. I, I remember that game being I, hard as shit i, I gotta watch my blood pressure so i gotta, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that <laughs> you know i hear that you're not you're not out there playing strippings difficulty mod pack are you no yeah uh occasionally i'll we'll amp it up and do playthrough on the hardest but sometimes you just got to get through a game um in a certain amount of time so yeah but yeah it's it's fun to go back to those games and like literally have a gun right at someone's forehead and somehow they twist and fire behind them it's always good they should make a like anime or live action XCOM game where that happens somehow like they actually go in and describe how someone misses when the gun's literally right yeah because I would love to know I would love to know how the hell that happens too what, what got me excited for XCOM again was uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that uh, Firaxis is making a Marvel based XCOM game um, where you will build your own superheroes you won't play like as Iron Man or Thor or something but you'll have characters and then you give them powers over time to make your own custom um superheroes to play through a campaign and that sounded really cool and i was hoping it would get announced this year but it didn't cool actually. yeah yeah that sounds awesome i i love marvel games i would love to play an XCOM marvel game that that's two things that i think would mesh that i would enjoy um yeah anything else what, what what's like the next big game on your horizon uh can't, they're kind of in the middle of a game drought. Not a lot coming out, but we are, 12 yeah. Minutes Tomorrow is going to be uh, some, a breath of fresh air, finally. Yeah. I hope it's. I hope I hope I enjoy it. it it's going to be one of those games that's personal to the player if they enjoy it or not. And I like those kind of games. I grew up on adventure games and stuff, so I think I will be able to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm hoping it's good. I, I think I'm right there with you. I think we kind of all are, as we're going to be uh, checking it out tomorrow. And most people should as well because it's on Game Pass. I'll mention that for the seventh time during the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zeke, uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. I saw a friend of mine, Octopimp, voices this character. Oh, and man. Got like a yeah. ton of shit. Too. Yeah, I felt really bad for him. It was uh, that thing that unfortunately happens to voice actors where they play a bad character and people get mad at them for playing a bad character. Uh, in the sense of like morally fucked up character, not like, like Joffrey a, on Game of Thrones. Yes, like, yeah. Dude, that that actor got so much shit for his role. Yeah, or or like Laura Bailey for uh, Last of Us, right? Like it, it's happened a lot. Unfortunately, there's a ton of different cases for it. 
How is Boyfriend Dungeon? I've seen the trailers for this. The game looks absurd. Well, I mean, you just took everything I was going to say. I was just going to badmouth all the all the people who voice these characters. That's all I was going to do. Yeah. No, that's shitty and stupid. Don't do that. Yes. God, I don't know. Like, I don't understand people. Like, I weep. I weep. Uh, anyway, Boyfriend Dungeon. I didn't play a whole lot of it. I played about an hour and a half of it, uh, as, as I'm wont to do on Indie Day. Um, it started off like a, a visual novel. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, because they give you they give you a little piece, I think a little piece of action to do, and then they're like, all right, we're gonna stop everything right now, and you're gonna do some talking and and some flirting and some dating mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, the basic gist of it is, you try and uh, romance people who are also weapons. So there are people who are swords. Let's see if I can find one. But uh, here we go. They look like a, yeah, look like a uh, uh, a pirate and a, a biker had a baby, a sexy, sexy baby, and there's your, that's 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 your scimitar. I think it was a it was a curved blade, yeah, of some sort. Um, and then uh, you got daggers, pole arms, like they're all people and they're also weapons. And uh, I remember like booing this on me, like what? They're swords? That's such a like, I don't get it, like. Man, we've been watching cars transform into robots. Like, come on, dude. You can you can understand like how a person can be a sword. Don't, <laughs> don't even don't sweat it. Okay. If transformers exist, a sword could be a person. God damn it! I yeah. that's a great take. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's it's uh like it was kind of getting boring because I don't do like I don't like dating sims. I'm not a big fan. Um, it's kind of getting to the point where I was just like, ugh. I think I might shut this off. And then you finally get into a dungeon. I'm like, okay. And it's very, like, very much like Zelda-style action. Um, It's dungeon uh, um, rooms. You go from room to room, and you, you know, fight things and kill things. The action is, uh, it's deliberate. Maybe a little, maybe might be a start out a little slow for people who are used to, um, you know, being able to, like, kind of really run around and like dash and and slice and dodge and stuff like that. It's very much like you got to plan out your hits because your hits go whoo. It's not you're not going you know. You yeah. go like 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 light hit, light hit, heavy hit. You know, you got to really like think about your environment and stuff or else you'll like you know, you'll die. Don't sure. get hit too many times. Um there are uh spells i guess uh they're called zines you get them out of magazines i guess and the the one you start off with is like a flaming like a little flame that you shoot out um those are usable like they're um like you you start out with three and then you have to find like if you like uh exhaust your your stock you got to find more just zines lying around their pickups just like the coffee cups they're they're healing potions um so uh like just like that there it is um, and then you fight like uh, uh, progressively harder and harder enemies, more and more enemies. There are challenge rooms you can do if you want to. Uh, there are like sort of it's like they're not very well hidden secret rooms. It's like you see a a, a doorway with like you know how in like old Zelda it was like I wonder if there's a secret behind that huge doorway shaped crack in the wall. It's kind of like that. Like it's not super well hidden. You can like the ones I found are pretty easy, to find. but. Uh, it does have those. Um, I didn't get super far into the game, but uh, 
I kind of like the idea of it being like you have to really think about your attack before you attack them and, and think about like those TV shoot those glowing balls at you. So you have to like, there is a, there is a dodge roll in the game, but I don't, I, like it never was very clear to me if it gave you iframes or not. Um, Cause I mostly just spent it to roll out of the way of things rather than like roll into or through things. Hmm. Um, but uh, it was pretty fun. Like the, the action of it was pretty fun. It wasn't like revolutionary or anything. It's pretty like standard, decent stuff. Uh, I think the, the main draw of this game is going to be people who like dating Sims uh, and or visual novels or whatever. Eye candy. Yeah. Um, drawings of, of men and women and that kind of thing with their shirts off or wearing skippy outfits and, Talking to you, uh, uh, if with varying degrees of like sexiness, <laughs> you know, like overtly, like this guy Sunder is like, he's like you. You would imagine, it's like he's super, like, hey, I'm into you. You into me? Oh, good. <laughs> and there's some people that you meet that are like, Do you meet oh, the- I'm, I'm a, I'm a very hot, sexy, uh, like, uh, I work out all the time, but I'm also like a scientist or something like that. Did like, you meet okay. the cat? I did not meet the cat. I was wondering what, how what that is about. If if it's if you have a relationship with a cat sword or if, you, if is anyone having more information? Wait a second. On, there's cat swords in this game. There's a cat that is also a sword that I think you can date. The cat is not dateable. Okay, thank you. No. Okay. No, this. So this, is that just your buddy or like okay, what does that, that actually got, mean? That got weird quick. That's why I was asking. Because I knew there was. A, I saw in the trailer there was a cat sword, and I was wondering what the hell that. It's about how <laughs> that worked out. Oh, the quote from the dev is because platonic love is love too. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. That's why there's cat sword. Um, I mean, it's, it's not a bad game. It's, it's well put together for what it is, but if it's not to your liking, like it wasn't really like to mine, I don't know. Like I played, I played dream daddy and I was like, uh, all right. By the end of it, I was like, I, I'm good. I'm glad it's done. I'm pretty glad it's done. Like, mm. this one would have been the same. Like, I don't think I'm going to spend any more time with this. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad. It's not a bad game by any means. Yeah. It's, uh, uh I heard, yeah, there was some controversy. No, not controversy, but, uh, like you were saying, there's, there's, uh, just people being shitty is what it, I mean. That's... Well, people being shitty, but there, there are, there are, um, there was a warning at the beginning, um, uh, regarding consent. Right. Well, like the, this this game has a, a, or has a issue or a content uh, displaying something. Someone will tell me, but it's 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 about consent. It was like this has a non consensual <laughs> thing that thing thing or things that happen in the game, and uh, we just wanted to warn you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's directly uh, referring to stalking. The... That's what it was. It was stalking. Yeah, gotcha. There it is. That's directly Unwanted referring advances. to the character that Octopimp voices. Yeah, uh, which go. is where all the uh, nonsense came from in terms of directed at Octopit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. 20 bucks. You think it's worth it? How do you feel about the price? I don't fucking know. I don't know how many hours are in it. Yeah. If there's, I mean, I, I, I would say like if, if you like dating Sims and you like the, the deliberate, more deliberate action of the game um, and you like the art style, cause the art style is going to be very important to you. Um, if this is a game for you, then as long as it has a good amount of hours to it, then yeah, I'd, I'd say it's absolutely worth it. But not for, not for this guy, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it's got uh, 452 reviews on Steam and 88% are positive. So it's very sitting at very positive right now on Steam. It's probably because I never dated. Like I've, I've I, no, <laughs> I never dated a like, sword. I've, really? I, no, I've never dated a sword. Like I, I mean, does a bayonet count? Like because it's like an attachment. Like I dated a bayonet for a while. Um, I don't, not bayonetta. Were you I the, wish, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. I don't um, know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, but I like I've been on like four dates in my life. Like that were that were date dates. You know, it's like, hey, let's go to dinner and movies. Like more often than not, it's just like, hey, we're hanging out. We're gonna meet. Let's meet everybody. We're all going to this place. You want to come? I'm going to like that kind of shit. It was never like dating has never been something that I've done. Yeah, it's always it always it's always so awkward. It's tough. I hate dates. Yeah, I never had a good one. Dating's hard. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the takeaway here from uh, Boyfriend Dungeon out now on Steam yeah. and I don't know if it's on some other platforms. Co, uh, we got five minutes. Take a look at the list here. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Mortal Shell DLC. Did it add enough? To, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they've completely roguelighted Mortal Shell. I saw that was uh, in the, yeah cool. in the trailer. They how does that it's work? Got like a little story. It's got a meta game. Uh, you basically like to beat a boss, then you warp into this new area, uh, and that it, and then you kind of like pick a shell, pick a weapon. You get random traits. Um, you go around inside a procedural area where the it's it's old zones, but it's like procedurally laid out with new enemies and these like um kind of obelisks oh. you have to find chests and loot and all sorts of stuff. And then you basically have persistent inventory. So if you get items in one run, you get them in the next run. Um, there are traits that you're constantly getting, and if you unlock a trait, you can then get that in a future run. There is a full metagame style, uh, very similar to Hades where you like you take your your glimpses and your tar and you put them into like bonuses and stuff that go up between rounds so you have like better chances of getting better power ups you get to bring tar between runs you know things like that and uh yeah it's it's more mortal shell i mean i really enjoyed mortal shell um when i played it the first time it's a it's a very fun souls like game with kind of its own kind of hardening mechanic that's really cool I like the, sh the shell system as well and uh there's also a new shell and a new weapon oh. the weapon i think is called the Axe-tana. So it's like <laughs> it's like a two-katana thing that you can then like put together to make a big axe. Um, and it has all of its stuff as well. So, yeah. I mean, it was fun. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I probably will go back at some point, maybe a cozy stream. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a very fun roguelite take on Mortal Shell. I, I was thinking about this. Is there like a 3D roguelike Dark Souls game that's like done well? Like specifically roguelike Dark Souls, not necessarily like Dark Souls game, because there's a ton of like 2D games, right, that are of that ilk. But there's not anything that's like 3D besides. Uh, I think what there's we're been like some indie ones that have tried and not really done it super well. Yeah, and there have been. I think there's been a an, an expansion or DLC kind of like this in other games, but not like a not like a. There's not been a Dark Souls Hades. Um, right. There's not been a Dark Souls Hades. The, the most kind of recent memory I'd say is more of a shooter, Returnal. That was a, a pretty good AAA take on, on this type of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but not a Dark Souls. Like, Returnal's a shooter. It is it is by no means a Souls-like. So, yeah. Yeah. Just... Uh, Remnant from the Ashes, kind of. Remnant from the Ashes isn't, isn't really a roguelite. It more has procedural levels, which is a trait of roguelites. Yeah. I mean, but that game has, like, a beginning and an end. Uh, and granted, the end opens up to other things. And and uh, Remnant does have a kind of roguelike mode. 
So, but, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. A lot of people are also saying risk of rain. Mm, kind of also a shooter. Yeah. 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 Aspects but, of it yeah. for sure. And that one kind of bleeds into Schluter territory as well. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. There. yeah. Uh, well, cool. I think two minutes. Anyone got something just, they have to talk about before we wrap for two minutes. Wait, let me look at my list. Yeah. Oh, one second. Just, I got it. Shout, just, um, gotta shout it out. I gotta shout it out. Pantheon. I did another Pantheon dev stream. Oh yeah. It's coming along. It's by no means done. It's got a ways to go, but it's definitely coming along. We, nice. we checked out like uh, another part of a new dungeon. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like look good. good. Cool. Zeke. I played, I played death crash for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And, uh, I, that it was, it was access. a lot slower than I wanted. I don't know. It moved, it moved along real slow. Okay. Uh, I was hoping to get more of the action, but it's like, there's a lot of just walking around. Yeah. I saw there was, uh, the dev posted yesterday that they have made or recouped their, uh, money spent or whatever on the game and that they're going to be able to finish it without yeah. any outside support, which is, which is cool. Uh, now that they've lost also- access. Shout out to that dev because he was like, I, I followed him before the release and there's no question. Like he put a lot of, of time and effort into death trash and he frequently would talk about how he wasn't sure if people would like it. Like he, he was, <laughs> it was one of those guys. It's like, I put so much into this. Like, I really hope people are going to enjoy it and stuff. And then he released it and like, everyone's been raving about it. It's been so cool seeing yeah. like, you know, like all of that kind of happened. And then in the first, what the first, week of early access he's made everything that he spent on it and it's like now they just have this great you know development future to go into so it's it's a good story Maybe i need to give another chance because it's like it's on steam it's not overwhelmingly positive 96 percent. people loved it yeah dude death crash is awesome i loved it when i played wow. it i loved it okay did you, I'll, how, maybe i'll have to give it another look how, how long did you spend with it zeke an hour and a half and it just like didn't hook you i was it was like you know how in a novel a lot of times they put the uh, like a paragraph right at the top it's just like ha there's a like a catch a get you paragraph yeah, yeah. It, it felt like if that was missing from death trash <laughs> sure okay yeah. yeah one one game i played recently that was very good recommend is lawnmower simulator if you're looking for something <laughs> to just drive around and cut some lawns without all the how many lawns like, we talking allergies there, Dan? how many lawns they got in that game you can cut probably like 15 to Damn. 20 like unique lawns that and they randomize them as well so there's can I hook big up big lines, uh, little lines? Can I hook up like a, a driving uh, wheel to it to play it? I'm not sure if it has that. You could check. Um, oh, I wouldn't okay. be surprised because I won't go outside and mow my own lawn, but I'll mow I a know. digital lawn in a heartbeat. You know, sit inside in the nice AC and mow the lawn. It's much easier. It's true. It's hundred percent true. What they I'm need to you do. You don't sit in there with a with like a controlled lawnmower and just like. <laughs> what they need to do is get a lawnmower that you can connect to while you're in virtual reality inside in the AC so that it controls your lawnmower outside when you're mowing your lawn. And you're mowing a digital one. I wonder if I could fit an actual lawnmower into my VR room that I'm working on, and then I could find a virtual lawnmower simulator, and then I could just mow like a 17-square-foot area on a lawnmower in the game. Yeah. Just take the blades off, Ooh. or don't for more fun. Maybe don't, don't like the carpet. No, yeah, I think it'd be more interesting if I didn't. <laughs> yeah. if don't like the carpet, or yeah, got to be careful. Shut the doors so the cats don't get in. That'd be bad. That'd be a bad time. But that would Ooh, be yeah, 
that would they could really mess with the green screen it's true yeah it, it, it would get all Too much red yeah wouldn't be green anymore that's for sure let's do some shout outs this got dark quick thanks <laughs> <laughs> i took us there you just <laughs> pushed the envelope so that's a tag you opened effort. the door and i closed it you it's know. true <laughs> it's true Zeke, do some shout outs what's going on where can uh, people check you out what do you got coming up you bet. Oh, thank you. First of all, thank you to Dan's Gaming for joining us. Always good to see you again, my friend. Uh, love you, Zeke. Love you too, brother. Uh, also with co JP co-host every week. My name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me right there at or slash Ezekiel underscore I I I Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. All the all the shits. Uh, if you want to know what I'm doing, well, in about an hour, I'm going to be doing sponsored stream of godfall godfall has some new uh new content that they wanted to show off and they tapped yours truly to uh show it off for them fire and darkness expansion coming out today or or not coming out today but i'm going to show it off today. so uh yeah i'll be doing that in about an hour and then uh tomorrow 12 minutes man 12 minutes looking forward to checking that one out been been on my radar for quite a while now so uh that's what's coming up for me thanks for watching see you later Cool, cool. Co, do some shout outs. What do you got coming up? Absolutely. As always, a big thank you to JP and Zeke and a huge thanks to Mr. Dan's Gaming. It is always a pleasure having you on, Dan. Thank you for that. Uh, my name is Co. Hi. I'm going to be playing uh, Fall Guys tonight. We're going to be revisiting Fall Guys. I heard there's some fun stuff there. If anyone in Drop Frames wants to play, I'll be playing that tonight. Uh, tomorrow's going to be Fall 76 in the morning. We're going to be finishing the Steel Dawn stuff. Maybe finishing. It's been pretty long. We may have more to go. Then as we move into the weekend, probably more Final Fantasy XIV, uh, more games, and probably <laughs> some games on that. I don't know what yet, but we've got lots of stuff going on. Maybe 12 minutes. Maybe we'll check out the 12 minutes game and, uh, and other stuff. So hope to see you then. As always, thanks for watching and see you next week. Cool, cool. Dan, what do you got going on, sir? Uh, hi, Dan's Gaming. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. Love hanging out on Drop Frames with you guys. Uh, tonight, I'll be playing some more of Humankind after the show. Probably about an hour from now. Uh, check in more of that. Trying to continue my game, see how long it goes. Uh, tomorrow I'll be playing some uh, 12 minutes. Also wanted to plug uh, October 1st, Horror Month will be coming back um, in its, all its glory. So stay tuned nice. for that. should be exciting. Uh, and thanks for having me on the show. Love coming on here. Awesome stuff. Yeah, thanks for a uh, very last minute. Uh, literally sent out the message last night. And you're like, yeah, let's go. So easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Always love that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Mr. Dan's Gaming may be coming up on the most guested Drop Frames guest. I think... Uh, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. If top 10, if not... Getting oh, yeah. Very Rami. Yeah, Rami, mm -hmm. Jericho, Max, Strippin, and Dan, I think, are... I don't know if we have... I don't know if that's built into uh, JPD, if we have, like, a full guest list for the entirety of the show. There's like True. a ton of episodes. They're uh, 290 ish episodes. So I don't know if that exists, but definitely up there. Uh, by the way, next week, Gamescom is going on. I think next Wednesday at the normal show start time, there is opening night live uh, from Keeley. So if you guys want to watch that, I think it's about two hours watch long. It. We can do a co stream of that next week. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, That'll yeah. He good. sent out an email about yes, that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do that for sure. Now, yeah, hold on. Sure. Before the, we break. What's the date on that? Uh, next Wednesday, the 25th, I think. Uh, oh, okay. Just week from today. Okay. Before we do that, so we don't run into this situation where I say, hey, did you fill out that form? 
There wasn't a form attached to that email <laughs> that we have to fill I don't out to like co-stream. So. No, no, no. I, I do not. I think, I think Jeff is after what happened to Jeff. I would really hope he wouldn't be doing that to other people. Yeah. I remember that's the guy that didn't fill out the form for E3 and they right. didn't let him do stuff. So I, I would really hope, and I don't think uh, that he is doing anything like that. So I, we should be good. We should be good. Uh, so yeah, the time is that uh, it's 2 PM Eastern. So We'll do the first hour next week as a normal show, and then the last two hours will be probably a co-stream of the uh, the opening night live uh, for us. Dan, you going to yep. be restreaming that? You, you checking that out? Yeah, I'll probably check that out. Cool. You're welcome to join us, by the way. I, I, I'll put off the offer. Yeah, Feel sure. free to to say fuck oh, yeah. you, JP. I don't want to be on your shit. Sure. No, I'll be I'll be on. Okay, I, great. I gonna Dan's going to join us yeah. next oh, week. Oh, see that, Ruda? I was yeah. going to say now. Now, so now we know next week if Dan does it by himself, that means he hates JP. So let's put him in this fun position where it's like he either doesn't do it and hates him or he's on it. And I guess that would mean he loves him. So it's, it's either or there. yeah, very, yeah, very there's no uh, room in between, no room in between whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And leave it to Jeff, by the way, he not only doesn't have a list, but he's like, here's a bunch of co-stream stuff. Here's links. Here's, Oh, we're going to do a, some other stuff too. Like, yeah, he's, he's being super catery. So yeah. Thanks Jeff. That's nice. Of you. There will also be a Twitch drop. Apparently, uh, that was the part of the email they said specifically not to mention. No, I looked for that before <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I looked, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Definitely looked for that before I said it. I, I scrolled up, I scrolled down, I scrolled up again. Nope, can say that. <laughs> yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for Drop Frames. Thank you guys for watching. We'll be back next week with Dan once again. We'll be covering that uh, opening night live stuff uh, over at Gamescom. So, we will see you guys then. Have a good rest of your week. We're out of here. Bye-bye.